The Driving While Awesome podcast is recorded live to SD card at the Beeline Motor Club in Santa Cruz, California. Welcome to Driving While Awesome, part of the Haggerty Podcast Network. My name is Warren. I'm Lane. Uh, Mark. And I'm Clark. We're joined once again by Clark Sopper of Roundcat Racing. Is that what you like to be referred to? I think to so, as? yeah. Okay. In, in this in this context. Okay, okay. Uh, Sounds good. Um, who in is other in other contexts? In, in other professional contexts. Like your con- family? Yeah, my family probably not. <laughs> you see your um, aunt after a while, it's like, oh, Roundcat Racing. <laughs> She's like, Clark Sopper of Roundcat. I think most most people who you know who know me probably know me as Clark of Roundcat. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to get Clark. into these, but I don't want to be rude. Do you want to tell the it. listeners what we're doing? Uh, I just got back from Japan. I brought some snacks for the for the crew. Um, it says Line. Yes. That's an app. That's like um, their big um, social media app. There. Oh. Uh, so I, I got some uh, pink beer to celebrate the, uh, the, the spring. It looks incredibly uh-huh. um, delicious. I think pink. it's yeah. I don't it's, know it's all it's all marketing, right? Uh, it should be the same super dry you know and love. But it's just completely oh. covered in cherry blossoms, and it's a pink can versus a silver can. Yep, it tastes like beer. Super um, dry. When I was in Japan many moons ago, we had a um, a beer, and it said style free. Ah, style free. Yes, style. It is a non-alcoholic yeah. beer. <laughs> That's funny. You have no Finch, style. Finch you lack got style. It. Yeah, kampai. <laughs> oh, kampai. <laughs> uh, Finch got it and was super pumped on it until we kind of put it all together and realized that style free means uh, non-alcoholic. So he was very familiar flavor. Yeah. He was blowing it, but uh, nothing like a good super dry. The non-alcoholic beer scene in Japan is something I actually really appreciate because there's a super strict um, consumption laws while driving. Um, so every restaurant, every you know, bar basically offers a, a non-alcoholic offering. And so then there's a bunch of different non-alcoholic beers. It's actually pretty good. Huh. So they don't allow dr- uh, drinking while driving. Huh? 0.0. 0. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the other um, one we got was like a, I want to say it was a Heineken or something, but it was it was like a bold or something. It was really strong, almost like malt liquor. Mm. It, it wasn't good. wasn't good at all. Too much alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. But... It's very difficult to know what you're going to get. You just got to kind of go with it. Boss Coffee, you kind of know. Oh, yeah. Or you're talking about the vending machines, right? Is that yeah. what you're getting? Or like 7-Eleven, but yeah. Boss Coffee, uh, Tommy Lee Jones, for no reason, just looking mad. Oh, for sure. Oh, that's right. The I boss like, of all like bosses yeah. since way, 1992. Um, yeah. So yeah. zero tolerance for drinking and driving, but drinking in public, no problem. Yeah, it yeah. is one of those places, yeah. right? So you can you can buy a beer and walk down the street with it. You can buy a beer at a, or even a whiskey out of a vending machine. Gotta love Eyeballs. it. Are they still doing the uh, weird stuff in vending machines? Is that a thing? It's you can find it if you look for it, but it's not like something you'd find. Yeah, like on so the street. So I'm not going to mention the. Uh, you I, know. I'll I'll say one that I tried to find because because it was like this urban legend, especially on on Panties? in, in, in uh, our uh, uh, side of the say, our right? side of the uh, <laughs> the pond, if you will. Yeah, so we went to look for used panties because supposedly there's an urban legend that you can find used college or high school girl panties in a vending ah, machine gonna... um and we went to the place like and we looked everywhere and and um i was we were all hammered after like going out for drinks and i was with our distributor and these dudes were like literally asking going into like the hentai shops and stuff and like trying to find them and they're like and they're like no th- those don't really exist um and so yeah i don't know if it's a if, it, if it's a thing maybe it was a thing at some point i think it was it's well one too- of my friends got some at one point like oh. five or eight years ago nice but he had to go looking for them yeah does where he, was this does he still sleep with them or uh, akihabara somewhere <laughs> oh, okay yeah that's where we went to <laughs> we went into the red light i did find a vending machine at a truck stop 
kind of in the middle of nowhere that was new underwear. And I think right. it was for your date. So you could freshen up. You could both freshen up, maybe. Okay. Um, Let's consider it. Yeah. So no. weird. <laughs> That's cool. So the, the weirdest like thing it. that I fu- that I saw, which was not really not weird perverted shit, but it was um a dozen eggs. Oh. I was like that we was just a, have, a bizarre thing to find a weird machine. thing over in Aptos at the uh, Glom Egg Ranch. Oh, that's oh. amazing. Yeah, it's this weird vending machine that does eggs somehow. It's kind of world famous for it? Is I mean, it, is yeah. it? I mean, yeah, it is. Kinda, yeah. It has a little anim, animatronic chickens that do yeah. a little back and forth dance. Yeah. So oh, I didn't realize it was seasonal. Like, I, had, I haven't been there. I'm surprised you don't know that. Uh, being a Watson I know, it's kid. pretty close to my old neck of the woods, yeah. Um... What was I going to say? Oh, uh, when I was there, they had a ramen vending machine, but it was just like cup of noodles. It wasn't like oh, yeah, the fancy ones popular. that they claim there is making now. an amazing vending machine place I went last week, actually, which is um, a tire shop about an hour southwest of Tokyo that has, apparently the owner has been collecting vintage vending machines. Oh. And so there's everything from ramen to hot sandwiches to drinks <laughs> to sandwiches. sake to batteries and they all work or? and they all work and so the guy maintains them and there's probably 50 of them wow and wow. it's like your what do they call it like those um shoot what is that one in fisherman's wharf it's like the mechatronic museum or whatever the hell it's like oh, all the it's all yeah. the mechanical old right, mach- right, right. like arcades or whatever everyone's called that that's very cool um, well, thanks for coming. It looks yeah. like you brought some we got snacks. A, a, a smorgasbord. I don't know if this will be great podcast yeah. fodder. I'm, uh, I'm very crunchy. excited for t- about two of these, like legitimately. These are kind of scary. So at least well, tell so us these, what, what these, are we working with. These, the ones that are scary, we'll say, are uh, strong brand, the strongest <laughs> potato chips. And um, <laughs> it looks like it's a fillet of fish sandwich flavor. <laughs> yep. It says, down. it says fish tartare on there. Uh, uh, like, uh, now, do you think the chips are physically strong? I think the flavor is strong. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that, and then we have strong brand. Um, it looks like some seaweed and and sauce. Yeah. It's okay. A, okay. so that that IU is like a it's like a spicy chili oil normally. Oh, um, that sounds good. That sounds good. And yeah, then what's yeah. this? Uh, Cal- those are amazing. Calvi. Those those are, those are pizza. pizza? F- yeah, those are my favorite like Japanese chips. They're pizza oh. flavored. They have real cheese on them. They're so good. Oh, oh that's, that's what those little chunky parts. Yep. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, so yeah. awesome. And then th- this is what I'm looking forward to. This is a dark chocolate. Oh, Kit-Kat. yeah. They have all kinds of different Kit Kats. Yeah. Huh? These are my favorite of the crazy flavor. Ooh, look, <laughs> I didn't see this part. It says, um, Fukai Kakao no Kaori. Oh, oh um, no way. That's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> I knew it. And that means uh, a deep aroma of cacao. Oh, okay. Deep aroma. Of cocoa? Of co- oh, cacao, cocoa. Yeah, cocoa. cocoa yeah. yeah, I think cacao. Then, if we're tra- translating. So we have the highbrow Kit Kats and then we have the lowbrow Crunky, which is oh, one crunky. of my oh, favorite chocolates. I, I read they, Crunchy. It's, it's the yeah, same well, yeah. thing. It's basically like a, a Japanese crunch bar. Those are from Atlanta, I think. But uh, <laughs> they actually sell those, I think, at uh, Mitsua Market mm-hmm. here in the states. I yeah. have to try the, the the black or the black the dark chocolate. Yeah, that's Kit-Kat. more that's more reasonable for the or podcast. Uh, these chips are going to be. Yeah, I want some pizza podcast. chips are so good. Probably we can save them much. for later. Yeah, See, we'll, the thing is, we'll do it afterwards. Okay. From doing, you know, from traveling to Japan over the years, like one thing I learned is that all of this shit has a tremendous amount of MSG, and I don't care. <laughs> you know, like everyone's like, well, everyone like MSG is like evil and blah blah. And it's like, dude, well, it makes they, everything taste amazing. And so. I think they even like you can get MSG in a salt shaker. You yeah, know, it's mm-hmm. not like a yeah, but it's evil. Forbidden. Big MSG <laughs> trying to take over the world. Madison Square Garden. Yep. Um. Yeah, I guess so. It's hard to even say what's any like restaurants have it anymore i don't know 
I don't, uh, yeah, most Chinese places don't. Right. Well, you guys should listen to the, or the viewers of this podcast should listen to the debunking of the MSG that has been done. Oh. And it's not actually a thing. I right. think like placebo, um, especially the migraine stuff, right? Yeah. It's, compl- yeah. it's complete garbage. David Chang is a big proponent who's, yeah. you know, Momofuku and stuff. I will say, when I was a kid, so if I had Chinese food, I would get an early headache. Well, so it's not because MSG. Okay, where's it from? It's because just sodium in general. Oh, uh, salt, probably. So it, it's, it's not, yeah. Mm. Okay. These are amazing. These They're are so, so good. good. They kind of, it, it, I can't explain. It's like the These texture dark, of the chocolate. It's, it's chocolate a little bit more guys. firm. Firm, yes. And yeah. a little bit more crunch. Yeah. So good. Those are awesome. Those are amazing. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's really good. I kind of want to try the, the fish tartare or whatever the hell that is, uh, just for the sake of experiencing. Just wait. Just we'll, wait. Do, we'll do it off camera or off, off mic. Yeah, go for it. It's going to be crunchy as Let's ice. Let's experience <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants that. Nobody wants I'm that. I'm leaning away from the microphone to try to eat this Kit Kat. Live it, live it up, oh, dude. Smells fucking gnarly, <laughs> See, dude. I wanted to hear that. Everyone wants to see that reaction. All right. The initial kind of in your face was it was a was pretty gnarly. It, it definitely filet fish smelling. It, mm. okay. he's, he's chewing, folks. It's a strong filet fish brand. It's actually really good. Mm-hmm. I believe it. It I tastes it. just like a flavor. Is I it more fish sauce. forward or is it more tartar sauce forward? It's more tartar. It's more tartar sauce, more but, but but creamy. <laughs> you want to try it? It's creamy. No. All right, I'll try. I'll try. It's one. so good. I'm not into it, dude. <laughs> yeah, I love tartar sauce. I've been waiting for about a week for, to eat these because oh. I got them and I was like, yes. It's definitely more <laughs> tartar sauce. And you haven't with tried like a little again? bit of fish. It's the first time. They're really good. I w- I would be so like living in Japan. I guess you get used to it, but. I would be so tempted to try all this stuff. Like when I go to Mitsuo Market, I buy all this crap. I buy like at least one or two candies or some snacky thing that I've never tried before. Usually they're not that good or they're not like mind-blowing. I I went through all of them very quickly when I first arrived. And then um, seasonally they rotate. So I don't have to go crazy every time. Tartars in season. Yes. Yeah, these are, tartar season. I think these fish are, are seasonal. I haven't seen this before until this fish? pretty recently. <laughs> It's a fish season. <laughs> fish season. The pizza like it was the, a good season this year pizza, too. The pizza's here year round. <laughs> the pizza season is good. That's good. It's a sign good. of plenty. It's a sign of the times. Mm-hmm. That's good. It was a good pizza year. Um, Interesting. It has chicken extract powder, uh, cheese powder. So yeah, I mean it's it's definitely like creamy. I was trying to figure out what's so creamy about it, or what, but I guess it's the tartar sauce. Right? It's, it's, I mean, it's oh, quite good. I, I recommend and these. Cheese, I mean, yeah. creamy tartar sauce. Um, all right, strong brand. Strong brand. Yeah, and the the cheese. I mean, I I wish that we could get uh, Warren to try the cheese catabion because uh, they're incredible. The yeah, you should try. I, we, we will. We will. I okay. I, I want to just enjoy it. You know, off air. Amazing. Eyes closed. Reactions, Warren. What if we put them, you know, like tartar on pizza on. Ooh, ooh that's bold. Strong, even. <laughs> it's a strong move. Those Kit Kats are so good. They're amazing. They're not like dark chocolate. It's just no. like a less sweet chocolate. Less sugar. Yes. Is yeah. yeah. Cacao. And it has a cr- yeah crunchiness it's, to the chocolate. The crunchiness to the chocolate is what really makes it for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Delicate. It's more delicate. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it would melt in your hand even. Less wax, maybe? Oh, more yeah, more cacao? Know, man. More cacao. <laughs> more cacao. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Oh, I love it, man. Yeah, <laughs> there's yeah this whole... Japanese snack thing. There's like um, what's it called? A, a service. It's like a uh, you know, it's a subscription, I guess. Oh yeah. You've seen it where you can get like snacks from all over the world, and they every month is different. 
And yes. so you get them from everywhere. And uh, and I've had, uh, so we had it for a couple of months through Jamie's work. and A lot of shrimp based items. Yeah, I had like Pakistani stuff, like oh. little, like just all sorts of like bizarre, like there was an Azerbaijani, like little, um, it was almost like a, what's not a figment? What is like the little, you know, like the breakfast bars that have like the jam inside, but something like that. Mm. But it was like some weird, like, berry that we don't even have here you know my, my daughters always get these like they're like surprise snack boxes at, at a world market oh, okay and it's from japan yeah and you don't know what's in, in that's them. cool a lot of like so little it's, rice kinda, it's like it's like this stuff too you know yeah yeah that's great little candies and stuff um well we have a lot to catch up on in, in japan life but uh should we do questions first and then get to it or sure there's also a whale in the room <clears throat> Yeah, we got a whale. Whale, yeah, the cat bar in the white background. Whale, yeah. um, I will say real quick because we're not going to totally review it today. I mean, I'll mention a couple things about it. Uh, we'll talk about it next week since when the whole crew drives it. Um, but I want to give Lane a heads up because I don't want this to ruin the experience for you. Okay, we have to look past this. Okay, can he? Um, Rev hangs. The seat squeaks. Oh, okay. The driver's seat. Um, yeah on some bumps and turns uh-huh. and the shifter <laughs> squeaks on occasion from a third to second downshift. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know. So it needs to be lubricated <laughs> okay. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Just lube it up. Yeah. Cool. But otherwise, I'm, it's a, it's an Just interesting piece of machinery. Mm-hmm. Just lube it up. Yeah. I love the shifter, by the way. I will say that. It's yeah. it's like a, we'll come back to it, but it is like, it's like a mechanical cow. but buttery. It's like very mm. slick, but like, uh-huh. but definitely like a well lubricated. You know, people talk. Oh, they yeah, say yeah. bolt action rifles, like the stereotype, uh, the cliche, but mm. it's not quite that. It's it's a little bit more dampened, but more very, rubbery, uh, more rubbery than a rifle. Yeah, closer to it's S two thousand y kind of. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's really nice. Snickety, snickety. Yeah, I do Would like it. It's, it's, it's a lot. That's the preview. It's a lot better than the uh, the Integra that we just had. It's, oh wow! Imagine so I mean, that. you know. <laughs> Imagine that. Was the Integra <laughs> manual? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Question time. Uh, go to Instagram and ask us questions. We would love that. All right. Um, we'll start at the top here. They can't sort them today, guys. Just okay. Just Sweet. Know. First time in a while, by the First way. First time in a while. They just decided yep. today. Ain't happening. <laughs> nah. Um, Bobby Reed with the cars says, "I asked Chat GPT to come up with a question for the Driving While well Awesome podcast." <laughs> Feel free to do what you will. Oh, this is great. So this is nice. an AI question for us. Have Sweet. you messed with this, Clark? By the I way? haven't tried this yet, but I'm probably the last one on the thing. I have it's, it's pretty funny. I haven't done it either, but I've seen a bunch from it. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, interesting. And I've seen some, like I follow a map account that has like, it like shows, you know, borders and stuff of like history and things like that. And the last one I, they posted, it said, uh, captioned by ChatGPT, hmm. which is really... I don't know. <laughs> one of my friends wrote a recommendation letter for one of his other friends nice. with ChatGPT. And yeah. so I feel like it's... And you don't have to use it verbatim. You yeah, know, you he can, cut and paste a little bit. Yeah, totally. So how does it work? It's just a, a, a dialogue box and you say, write a car ad for a nine, Porsche 944 with uh, high mileage and a new motor. Gotcha. And it would you say, like in the, in so the you, style of you your favorite like, author. Like, or oh, in things, the right? style yeah. of... You can ask uh, whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. Or you could yeah. say like, yeah, you could say... Write a poem about uh, rallies with driving while awesome. Gotcha. And, and you give you them a say, little information. Yep. yep. And, and then, then it, say, they look up the rest on well, no, the, the, the Googles com- and the stuff. The computer just comes Basically. up with I know, but it has to know stuff. Yeah, so yeah, it has to find it out through. It's using all the search engine all the stuff. All the search engine. And yeah. then you can say, all right, make it shorter. 
and then it'll do it Sick. shorter or yeah. well that's kind of rad dude it feels like writing a paper well that's the whole argument pretty nice dude there's then like, they, you just go in and edit some stuff there's like a thousand articles about basically like higher learning um like i don't know if it's literature or you know essay writing and stuff is you know what dead higher learning has to change anyways the whole format needs to change so. <laughs> yeah. let's start it here uh, exactly so I, I um i read an ad the other day that i could have sworn was written by a chat gpt which i imagine someone might do because they don't know shit about their car uh, look at this clean black interior spot seats weather pump <laughs> fresh oil change weight special german brand but you know that what? Is, that is perfect. <laughs> but don't you think Chat GTP is smarter than that? That's just more like I don't that. know. But it's that's like those ads where you're like, I mean, you see those ads all the time. Well, it's right? like English is the second language ads. Yeah, which right. But sometimes it sounds. But sometimes it's like that kind of shit where it's kind of like. Odd. But would they say something like spot? They would. They would use no, that word correctly. It would be used correctly. Yeah, it would. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. early that's version like, of the algorithm. It's early, dude. It's a, this is early AI. <laughs> all right, getting back to uh, our AI question here. Looking back at the enthusiast cars of the 1980s and 1990s, which models do you think have aged the most gracefully and still offer an exciting driving experience today? Are there any underappreciated models from that era that deserve more attention and recognition among car enthusiasts? Before That's I very, answer this, very nicely asked. I would say this is this is a perfect chat GPT thing because it is the most generic it, question. It's so oh, generic. And uh, it, it, like everything is encapsulated in it, yeah, this entire podcast. Say, how many <laughs> years are we going to do this podcast about this this yeah, question? Exactly. Right? It's like it's like everything we've talked about forever. Yeah. This model has aged most gracefully. So I feel like we don't even have to answer it. I, I feel like we it, just it's, yeah. it's more about discussing it, the question. You're like, listen back from one to <laughs> yeah, seven yeah. fifty nine. Yeah. <laughs> are there cars though that you see where you're like, that has gotten better looking every day as it's gotten older. Definitely happens. Or there's cars that were that were not good looking. Well, I mean, yeah. the front engine loved. Porsches are. Yeah. The 944 comes to mind. Blowing up right now. Yeah. Or or aged gracefully in that it it just has with time literally has become more attractive, right? Like I feel like that's that's a thing where I don't know if it's initially it was like frowned upon, but it was just sort of maybe like not. It was kind of understated or maybe not. Like yeah, underappreciated. Yeah, under, I guess. Yeah. Well, uh, everything Japanese. Off, off the radar. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think one in particular that comes to mind is the Acura Legend Coupe first generation. Like, that's a car. At the time when it came out, it was actually a nice car, but it just kind of was a nice car and it was never anything. And now you look back and what, they're actually really, really nicely styled. They're very, they're proportionally very nice. Yeah. Really cool yeah, interiors. Yeah. But, but you know what? When they came out, that was a huge, they made a huge splash, dude. Yeah, like that was a big, but, big. But they thing. kind of like didn't they had dip like kind of go like of course, but that's because they kind of disappeared. Yeah, but they just like, became an old car, right? But yeah, but it, I feel like now they're really getting a pre like they've they? They, yeah like there's like big money cars coming out now mm -hmm. like lower mileage cars manuals especially. But I I agree with you. It was kind of like the LS situation, right? Where it was yeah. a big deal. It was an expensive car. I mean, I remember seeing them on the road, and it was like, oh, that's like this expensive version of honda and you know like learning about what it was and it was like a big deal my neighbor when i was little who's a pharmaceutical rep had one and he was like the coolest guy yeah. and he he had a, a series of acuras in the in the late 80s or mid 80s mm. and um and those, i remember but those he, first gen ones had the box flares which yeah were cool great. really cool um i mean they, they don't drive like anything though Honda. Like they're just so Honda Accord or whatever, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, kind of nice, heavier like and slower. Nice, but it's like a, just like a cruiser, like a nice drive, like a yeah. just a nice everyday kind of GT. Yeah. But it's like I think, in but terms it's not of even aging, like a GT. It's no, like no, just it's more economy. It's just an economy 
like yeah. like with leather. Like. I agree with that. I've only driven a sedan years ago, and it was an automatic, so I, I can't really. Yeah. But it's very, got all that like nostalgia, the you know small A pillars, a lot of good visibility, yeah. low dash, and yeah, but it, aged well, right? Yeah, I, mean, I think it's very, yeah, very, still looks there were some American car. cars recently that came through. It was uh, those uh, like um, the Oldsmobile four four twos that were from the eighties that. We oh yeah, like those oddballs that we see get? here, but yeah. they're like survived in the Midwest because people cherished them. Or like on the East Coast, like Radwood Charlotte, there's a guy that's bringing a, a GNX and one of these 442s, and those are so rad. They're like kind of sinister and cool. I mean, obviously, driving experience is, <laughs> is totally and different. fit and finish and build. Like, like yeah, you close the door and stuff. It's like ah, but seeing a nice one, like perfectly stanced on good wheels, like it's like whoa, those are they definitely have some like presence. Yeah, for sure. And it, uh, I think Bonhams is selling at Amelia Island this year this Ford uh, Cabrio that I'm not sure what it is, but it looks a little bit like a Volkswagen Cabrio, but a little bit like a Fox Body Mustang and a little bit like an RS200. It's is it an ASC McLaren? No, it's, it's a Ford. Like an Escort? It might be an Escort. I, I don't know anything about American cars. I so think, it is so. like an <laughs> ASC McLaren. Well, it's, if it's an Escort, I could see that being like a little cabriolet. Yeah, because the ASC cab. McLarens were convertibles and they have a different rear. Yeah. Like they're, they but look that's more a, like... That's a Fox body. Yeah, it's it's like the, it's the, it's yeah. XR3i cabriolet. Oh, so it's a little like... It's like a oh. British Escort. Those are, yeah, like those are, escort. Those are yeah. European. Yeah, we didn't get those here. It, it uh, Probably right-hand drive. Oh, trippy. Wow. It, it's it, kind of like the Escort that I like, but a Euro cabriolet. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure yeah, that yeah. thing has no flex, which sick. is cool. Yeah, it's probably the tightest car around. Um, <laughs> uh, it's not 80s and 90s, but like these first gen new minis are pretty sick. Yeah. Like I didn't appreciate them a lot when they first came out. I was kind of like, eh, it's just a little. I would say the same thing about nostalgia Nick's thing. GTI. Like the oh, 337s. Yeah. And, and that, I never even was aware of those when they came out. They're super tidy. They yeah. have a very good look and timeless design. Those, I think, were appreciated immediately by younger people. Yeah. And, and then were dismissed by older people because younger people liked them. Right. And so yeah. now. It's acceptable to like them. Yeah, I like. I was on the mini train very early on, but I couldn't afford it when they came out. Like you know, just being a broke like college kid. But um, was it like one I, of those trains that got the boardwalk, like a little tiny one, exactly like that. Get on um, that. But um, I the only reason is because I got to autocross one, and like I I experienced it, and it was for this Yokohama tire event, and um, and I got invited, and like I got to rally the hell out of them, and I drove all of them, and. It, it was super impressive, like just a completely stock car with good tires, like how well yeah. they drove. I mean, yeah. handles extremely well, like really good, like on like off throttle rotation, like, you know, lift off, like oversteer. Like, you know, they're, and they're super fun. They sound great. All that jazz. Okay. Um, any other Radwood era? This is a, any, anything that deserves more attention. What about a Stereon, dude? Like a Mitsubishi Stereon. They're so they're cool. They're really cool looking. I mean, I know that the engine's kind of like a truck motor or whatever, but like, but I mean, I, I would as put a that swap right, opportunity right there with the Celica GTS. I mean, that same box flare, pop up headlight. Are you talking about like the eighties? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the same. It's the same as like a or that generation three hundred ZX <clears throat> or something like that, right? It's like so, like more early, like eighties, like Z31. It's like now when you compare it to now, you're comparing it to all the cars are the same price, right? So yeah. you're comparing that now to an E30 or a 944 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It just doesn't have the same it doesn't have the hardware that those cars have. It doesn't have like the like that's a worming gear steering car. Mm, uh, they just have like so many things wrong with them basically and then they're the fit and finish and the 
the build is of a car that's dude and then, that was half the price of those cars and then you talk know? about so, like support and community it's yeah. a very it's very small. it's small and yeah, but there's parts, they're, like, yeah that's what i'm saying I think yeah, aesthetically like, like they're super rad but yeah it requires like a lot of unfucking like as you said yeah like we have a, i mean i know of a few people who and we have one friend in particular who did an ls swap and put a rack and pinion steering in it and like literally mm-hmm. had to basically start from scratch yeah and like it takes that but to to basically have that aesthetic, you know, which yeah. is tough, but but they're so cool looking. For and then sure. we know another guy that drives one across the country to Radwoods. Oh right, yeah. And his car is nice and everything, but you know he's had to rebuild the engine and do all this stuff, and it's still not a very fun car. You know, from his own what he tells us, you know, it's all right, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah. go, you know. Yeah, it's it's like it's, just a good looking thing, right? Yeah, but like, yeah. yeah, it doesn't have. And it has it. turbo written all over seat belts, which that's is cool rad. Stuff. That's pretty yeah. rad. Yeah. Like there's a lot of that's worth that, buying like, just cool, on yeah. that. Cool gauge clusters, like those touch points, you know, uh, yeah. design stuff. But what about a Nissan uh, Sentra SER? Those are sort of like overlooked and uh, but they but they've always had like a following, right? It's just yeah, they're but, just so rare. Yeah, and if you look at prices, there's just so few of them. Yeah, they're very rare. Yeah, because the nice they were ones. all destroyed or rusted yeah. away. There's um, a guy on Instagram that has a red one I sent to Art, but he's done a few like tasteful. He did like the, the Mexican front end and all that. Is like that what that is? Yeah, those yeah, are the, the lower fog lights. That's all from Mexico because they made them until the 2000s or whatever. Square, so they have right, like, right. updated headlights. That it looks look so formal. cool. They're kind of like a little E30. Uh, I mean, yeah, very front much. wheel drive, but yeah. Um, yeah. the proportions are really nice. They're so good. And you never see them. I mean, we do at Radwood, but that's obviously cheating it's like th- slim three box design yep and but the simplest version simple. yes. like, yeah and like you know there's a good which is kind of e30-esque yeah front wheel drive all right automotive omnivore says which car from 90210 would you let your kid drive to high school wow i need a refresher course so so 356 speedster yep was there a Fox uh, Body involved? They had a Defender 90. Defender 90 yeah. US, US NA one? or whatever uh, it's called. Yeah, the Fox 95. Body? Did Jason Priestley uh, drive a Fox Body? There was a convertible. It Fox. was. Yeah, Jason Priestley drove, I believe it was a light blue Fox Body convertible. That's what comes to um, mind. Dylan drove a C4 Corvette. No, sorry, not Dylan. Steve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steve Sanders oh, yeah. drove a C4 Corvette. Which is so perfect for his character. Oh, yeah. He's such a dish. Yeah. And uh, with his flowing locks. And then Dylan and then, drove uh, 356. Oh, first episode, there was a 65 ish mustang convertible First episode look at this guy uh <laughs> it was light yellow how do you know that he's mr tv trivia well no how do you know that what what do you mean what <laughs> it might have been more than the first episode it might have been what like do you mean what? that was like i think it was just the first though i think it was like the the you rewatched the epi- you rewatched the series didn't you not in a long time but i have rewatched the whole thing no not the whole thing but the first episode yeah that's where you start I'm not one of those people that starts in the middle. Well, maybe it gets good. Like animal. Seinfeld doesn't yeah. get good till like season four. Yeah, no, but you have to start at the beginning. You have Seinfeld's to... not episodic like that. Like no, but, <laughs> but I just watched Seinfeld, and I, and it is. If you watch, it, it builds. Absolutely does. Okay, and but so, it's it's a very slow build. Yes, yes. It's not like you don't have to be like, oh shit, I'm totally. I don't know what happened. Yeah, like, you can jump in anywhere. Right? Why is Donna Martin graduating, or what is happening? <laughs> How old is she? Wait, what? Huh? Wait, no, who's Donna? Tori Spelling. Yeah, oh, who, so Tori's the nerdy one. Uh, that's Andrea. She was like 48 she in was, the show. Ah, uh, shit. It was like 30. I want to say she was something like 30 when it started or oh something. Oh, my God. And the show was on awesome. from yeah. 92 to 98 know, or something. something. Something like that. Yeah. 
Um, maybe she was, and Dylan was something like 28 when it started. And did they all just grow up and then move to Melrose Place? Is that what happened? I think, I think, yeah. <laughs> they yeah, just I all so. moved in. Yeah. <laughs> they just um, started living together. So, so the Mulholland uh, Drive. All right, so, so Must, Mustang. Is out. Mustang. This is to drive to Corvette. School. Yeah. 356 Speedster. Speed, Speedster and def- Defender. Defender. And uh, yeah. And then, I think they would uh, have, have a, a lot of Mustang. Wasn't there like a Cabriolet involved? They would have a lot of fun in a Defender. I mean, my kids, like, you know, and piling people in, top down, slow car, just kind of cruising around. I want to vote for that as well. I want to yeah. say Shannon Doherty never drove because. She was they, drunk. Her and her brother drove together always. So, well, so was, years ago, I don't know. Oh, this what did Kelly like, have? Or what did Kelly have? I don't remember. She had to have something. Oh, she had, might have had an E30. She did? E30 convertible. Oh, that maybe. sounds right. Mm. Oh, that I think right. it might have been red. It's That's cool, but they're small. Like, interior is really small, so you can't bring all your friends, really. Well, so there's like, sort of like an off thing, which is limousines are featured relatively oh, frequently oh, in the yeah, show. Yeah, so commuting in, in like a Cadillac, you know, like a, yeah, <laughs> yeah, a limousine yeah, yeah. would be pretty awesome. Yeah. So I can't remember who it was, but I think it was Tori Spelling. Oh, yeah. She crashed the Corvette for one of the scenes. Like she was supposed to be like to drive for this thing, but it was not, it was like a thing that was never like published uh-huh. or publicized. And someone took the blame. I, I can't remember who it was, but right. one of the guys actually said it was him. Oh. And in reality, it was Tori Spelling and he oh, got wow. in trouble. In reality. In reality. <laughs> <laughs> I have a list here. I yeah, forgot yeah. this website exists, but uh, Internet Movie Cars oh, database. Right. Was cars. that pretty good? I mean, well, it's a really long list. Yeah, so yeah, with the yellow, the yellow background. That so movie? we got um, Ford Falcon. Wow. Uh, Who drove episode, that? Episode four. Which generation? Four, episode one. Uh, okay. It does not say. It just says yeah, convertible. Yeah. But you know, it's probably like a classic. It's in the background. 16. It's like something. your brother's lane. Yeah. Uh, okay. Nissan Van, Dodge Six Hundred, Toyota, nineteen ninety Toyota Celica. Uh, season two, episode six. It was a coupe. Yeah, but that's like one F. I, oh, motorcycle, BMW K1. Can you sort it by recurring that's characters? Right. Yeah, we need the recurring ones. Look how long this list is. It goes on yeah, forever. See, we yeah, don't, we don't, don't read that like list. That's just every car that's ever been like, in the movie, but yeah. like, all of the characters the show. cars we need. No, right? I can't. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, it's not. I think we got a pretty good list, though. Yeah. yeah. 30, they're all, most of them are cabs, by the way. It's good on screen. How do they do this? Who is, who, how? I mean, it's like people like Lane. Like I mean, yeah. people can. I would be right? down, dude. <laughs> I, you, hey, by the way, you have to watch every every season, every and and then write down but what like, cars are in. We're it? talking sure. background cars. Sure. Cars in parking lots. He's there with the, with the with the computer. Yeah, there's yeah, a lot, there's yeah. a, the Seinfeld one's pretty gnarly too. Have you oh, seen that? Oh, Seinfeld's insane. Yeah, there's a bunch of shit. Most someone of them were sent, his cars. Someone just sent me like a DM me like um it was a shot of an NSX. I think it was uh, what's his face, the mailman. What's his name? Newman. Newman. Um, NSX. And he's playing the wolf or something in this episode. And he f- comes around 90 degree turn, like totally sideways and then like rolls up and steps out or whatever. But as he does that, there's a sob like um, 900 turbo. Yeah, which so it's is like Jerry's car. And it, that's Jerry's car. Yeah, yeah. By the, the way, same shot. there are so many cool cars in this because it's it all stopped in the 90s, right? Yeah. But it's got everything from back in the day. I mean, there's, yeah, a lot of cool stuff. So 928 S4, Suzuki Sidekick. Um Dude, BMW Nissan K1 stands a wagon. Awesome. Let's nice. not forget. Uh, 1986 Gillig Phantom. How was that? It's probably like an Excalibur or something. Mm. Um, yeah, so unfortunately it does not break it down by uh, appearance or like strength and numbers. So what are you uh, letting your kids drive? I'm, I'm defender. defender. 90 for sure. Yeah. Fox body. You want to do smoky burnouts all the way to school and back? Yeah, yeah dude, I'll do Def- Defender. Defender sounds good. 
They're that's not really going to probably go on the highway. They're that's just going to drive to school in town. Just around breaks. town. In town. Slow. They're just cruising around. Slow. Yeah, right. Tire all your friends in there. Slow torquey V8. They're out late at night. They're drinking. They're going to school. Would you rather them be drinking the Defender <laughs> or drinking as doing smoky burnouts in the Fox body? body? I know, right? Just Dude, immediately. Fox bodies are so safe. So like, like sitting on the back of the of like so safe. on the back of the out. rear seats. They never spin no, out. No roll bar. <laughs> they never drift into they curves. They never lose traction. Never. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Lane. And the Defender was green, I believe. Mod Classic Cars says, my neighbor likes to say that a person should not have more cylinders than years. I'm 53 years old with 49 cylinders, so he and I are cool. But does that mean like oh, currently or oh, like, like ever? I think current. I think currently. Yeah. What do you gents think about this rule of thumb? Sage advice or nervous Nellyism? I have no idea. Who what? among you can we dub the Piston King? Whoa! I don't understand why it matters cylinder to age count. You should never have so more. So eight years old, age. you shouldn't have an eight-cylinder car. Yeah. That's or, ridiculous. But I don't understand. 16, you got two V8s? What are you trying to do? <laughs> um, wow. All right, let's count them up. Well, what does Clark, everyone have? Clark has like Clark, 70 six, cars. 16 times three. No, three? No, it's not even times three. Some of them have two. two? This makes it harder. So let's say half the cars have two. Well, and then you have four. You have what, two cylinders? You have yeah, four cylinder cars. cars yeah. I, have, I have one four cylinder car. All the trucks, are, or a lot of the trucks, the air cooled ones had two cylinders. Yeah. Your wife yeah. has a four cylinder car. That's true. Yeah. If you, the family cars. Yeah, You've got multiple four cylinder cars. I have two four cylinder cars, her Civic and my S2000. What about your Honda S800? The S800 is a four, and the S600 okay, is a four as well. Go. Okay. <laughs> I forgot I had those two. <laughs> here we go. Nice. Forgot. Okay. So I have four four cylinder cars. Okay. Whoa. And then I, I have that math. Uh, between 12 and 16 K cars between 12 and 16 folks. Maybe half of them are three cylinders and half of them are two cylinders. Who could ever know? I don't keep track because yeah, yeah, if yeah. I keep track, I have to keep no track, way. you know, and your mind would have that information. Yeah. yeah. I only have 14 cylinders. Are you counting your wife's cars? Nope. Uh, I'm not sure if that's fair. Yeah. I think it's yeah, only your, the ones that are yours. Yours. Uh, yeah. I, don't know, I mean, you have to care about them. You've, you I have zero cylinders out outside. Then I have two, six cylinders and half and four. Half of four? Yeah. Oh, right. The Polestar. Half a bug. <laughs> yeah. Half a bug and a ruckus. One cylinder. Well, I don't even technically own it. I've never paid Clark for it. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> I, I, I forgot yet. about that. <laughs> you forgot about the Did bike. I give you the title? Nope. I have. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> we'll work on that. I'm glad I brought it up. That was good um, timing. So I have four cylinders that are not even in a car that are just. That's true. <laughs> that counts, though. I, I counts. But does it? Because when you exchange the cylinders, no, 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 no. He it's a clean transaction. He doesn't. Both he engines to, are still have exactly. transacted. Yeah, so that's well, so, ten right there. What if you have cylinders with no pistons in them? Does that count? Cylinder? Whoa! Just no, like a block. On, a block. Who yeah. has that? Who has people, that? People have no, that. Have I don't. I don't. No. That's classic. What would J- Joe Depadista's count be? Oh, we don't want to wow. know about that. We just. I just sold uh, my my Vanagon motor. Sick. I shipped it out. Uh, oh. two days ago. How did you ship it? On a pallet. Strapped it down. You had to do that. Yeah. How'd that ratchet straps action happen? eBay? Uh, actually, so I got the motor from Will, uh, Dusty Snowman, and then his neighbor friend on Orcas Island blew their motor in their van again. And he said, hey, do you want to sell your motor? I was like, eh, I wasn't really wanting to, but um, at the same time, it's been sitting for two years or three, I don't even know, three years, and it might sit there for... Another 10 years? 10 years. Who knows, right? And uh, the price was right and helping someone out. 
gone. Nice. How was the, the shipping process? Pretty easy, actually. There's a company that just specializes in shipping engines. They use other, you know, FedEx and XBO and all these other. And they're riders. local? No, well, they they're like nationwide, but they just, just set it all up. They just do motors as their thing. Did and you have to provide your own pallet? Yeah, I had to go find a pallet and then pick the engine up and put it on so the pallet. Safe way to like snag one or what? Build a little frame to hold it so it wouldn't rock around and then strap it in and stuff. Pallets yeah. are very very strong. I learned um, each one can hold like over three thousand pounds. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> but only oh, if you load it right, because if you put. You can like if you put if you drive over one, it'll shatter. That's true. That's true. So, or if you drop it from a like an airplane, it's gonna just break an app. Yeah, you definitely don't want to drop it from an airplane. Um, but I, I yeah, recently because I was trying to figure out like how to build little platforms for well, cars to display, and like you can and you can stack. That's uh, evenly distributed because you're basically saying how much weight can fit on a like can a two by four on its side support. Right. Yeah, it's a lot of weight. A lot of, quite yeah. a bit. Quite a bit. Yeah, this is true. Um. <laughs> anyways, so th- that. Got rid of four cylinders on my end. I, okay. Oh yeah. I, so you, eliminated. Yeah, missing four cylinders. But I wouldn't even. I wouldn't have thought of that. So I'm glad you guys brought it so up. So between the Skyline, the E36, and the E46, that's 18. I'm not including Jamie's car. And then um, plus 10. And 10 here, yeah. 28. So 28 cylinders. I'm. I'm. I have room. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> I have the most. So. Clark's 100 cylinders. Yeah. Really. 20. No. That's an interesting thing. I mean, I think it's just a, an old man's way to limit how much junk he has. What really. are you at? 60-something? 60-something, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Plus all the Motocompo. Oh, jeez, yeah. How many cylinders in the Motocompo? Only one, but I have a bunch of them. You have seven of them? Yeah, 67 of them. You know what's funny? There's people that have never seen a Motocompo. It's true. That are really into motorcycles and really into JDM stuff and... They've never seen a Motocompo. Yeah, for a while, they were like seven of them. Yeah, for a while, they were like non-existent. But here. that's you know, never saw That's them. Clark's retirement fund, so let's not I make know. fun of them for I know. it. I, I did buy they, them well. What are they up to now? Like <laughs> yeah, 10 for sure. Piece? <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I don't look because I don't want it to Dude, like the Bitcoin. He has like two or three that have never been run. I have three new in box. Well, I don't have the box anymore, but they're oh. new. I have like the, the sealed bag with the accessories in them. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, oh, that's that's like 15 Gs for sure these days. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I can't do the math on my cylinders, but Clark has me beat, so we're good. But he's blowing it. Though I have the, the I rule. might have a smaller total displacement than some of you guys because all my cylinders are very small displacement cylinders. Six hundred ish, right? Oh, wait, or some yeah. of them are only three sixty. So he's saying also here that it says, um, who among you can we dub the piston king? Uh, he with the highest cylinder count. All gas fed machines and contraptions count. Oh, so add up those okay. chainsaws, jet skis lane, oh. generators, weed whackers, in Ooh, addition to the cars and motorcycles. All my weed whackers and stuff are electric. Now. Mine are all electric I do have a well. gas generator, which I haven't used in a long time, but that's one cylinder. You have one? Same. Okay, um, here we go. We're really getting into something now. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't have a lawnmower. <laughs> I, get, I don't got rid of my lawnmower. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, what about my little compressor? I have a little. I have. I do two, too. I have. A, I have two compressors. Oh, um, why you rich? Yeah. <laughs> well, one you know, like the little tiny, like uh, the the ones for to pump your tire air, or whatever. Those have a cylinder in them. And then I have a like a pancake or whatever, like that style. That's another. There's another one. That's two more. Two more. So thirty but cylinders. I'm, I think a, a we're not beating Clark, but uh, are any of us besides Clark over our age? Nope. No. No. Pretty close though. How many cylinders in here right now? Surprisingly few. A lot of fours, yeah. right? A lot of four cylinder cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an eight. There's a six. There's two eights actually. 
All right. Swedish Cadillac says, what is the coolest car each of you has directly influenced a friend to buy with their own money? Art actually has a story about this recently. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah. Okay. What, wait, why is oh, I thought we're, there was more to the question. That's it. Oh, okay. How do we know Art has a story about this? He told us about it. I texted oh. you guys. So, yeah, a friend of ours. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, Like, yeah, he's yeah. got... A pretty nice little quiver of cars. He's and he's going through and trying to like check off different like drivetrain layouts and shit. He's got a nine nine seven point two GT three RS. He's got a Subaru STI. He's got a sixty six Mustang Fastback. That's fucking amazing. That's like just everything you can imagine has been done to it. Um, and he just got a Ford Focus RS that I got him hooked up with Mountain to do some crazy stuff too. Like he's gonna build a full rally car and actually race it. Um, and he wanted like because he doesn't necessarily need a super practical car in addition to his Metris, like, but he wants something fun to just tool around in on occasion, and he doesn't have a good like six-cylinder front-engine rear-wheel drive vehicle. So um, I recommended an M2 CS, and uh, he found one in Hawaii where he has a, a place, and uh, it, the price was right. He found it in Hawaii? In Hawaii, yeah. Uh, and uh, the price was right, and it had been sitting, dude, and it, he actually got it. They had listed it for X. He got it for 5000 under, like, because he bought it cash on the spot because the car had just been sitting there. Like, you know, people, I guess they want to deal with shipping it or whatever. Um, and it was a nice color, super huh? Super rad, yeah. With very like low light mileage gold car. wheels. It was blue and Blue, light, light gold. gold wheels, yeah. And, um, oh, it was used. Yeah, lightly used. It's like, I want to say, like, maybe 1,500 miles or something oh. like that. Yeah. Um, Trippy. Yeah, so really rad car, and uh, yeah, he bought it on the spot, and that car is, as you guys know, I mean, that's not depreciating. I mean, that's that's a special car, and BMW's not making any more of those, uh, so that's very recent. Yeah. I like it. I don't, I can't recall one. I, um, as a young tween, I was really into Volvos, and I ended up buying a V70R, and I just loved 850Rs. Tween. <laughs> <laughs> Before I could drive, though, I liked Volvos. My parents had a 240 wagon. I just always liked Volvos. And my friend's dad was looking for a car, and I convinced him to buy a Volvo. I think the uh, S70 had just come out. and uh, The Saint. The Saint. Well, C70, yeah, but same same idea. And oh, yeah. uh, he's a life, lifelong uh, Volvo owner now. He actually has a bad back. And mm, uh, perfect car for about He said the seats are amazing, and uh, he just replaced it with a brand new Volvo at uh, Volvo Monterey recently. And he's, he, I think he's owned like six since nice. I had him buy one. It's just a random thing. I mean, I think he likes it because of the seats mainly, but um, you know, they're, they're good, good value, good cars. That's a big one, though. Life, life changing. Yeah. Yeah. There was, uh, they were all in, and even his spouse, too. Like, they both have. Volvos. Cool. Mm. So. My mom had a string of new Honda Accords, two or three, and then I convinced her to get a Volvo uh, T5, uh, uh, A50R. So it's post T5R. So it's like 97, I guess. Um, so I convinced her to an A50R because mm. right. I convinced her that she needed power in a car with better brakes. Um, so she got that, and then that like caused her to buy kind of more premium cars after that just in general like she yeah. she knows like, like after that she wasn't going to go back basically yeah so after that she had like a new a4 and then she had a she bought a new all road and then she bought a new you know she just had like she always bought like new Thank european you. cars basically nice 
Same idea, mm -hmm. though, right? Like you set her up for uh, yeah, the nicer things in life. Mm -hmm. She said, "Fuck those accords." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, good. By the way, Hondas are awesome. <laughs> Anything, Clark? <laughs> uh, well, maybe not necessarily me directly, but my wife and I uh, helped encourage her mom to switch from a Mercedes SUV to a Hyundai uh, SUV, oh. uh, partially after uh, you guys were recommending, yeah, and yeah. we'd been reading great things about them in the you know the motoring press and she's super happy to make the switch she had a series of mercedes suvs which she never really liked because they were always all finicky and um she absolutely loves the hyundai very cool i like it art yeah there's been a, than, a bunch of stuff like over the years yeah. but not as yeah like that was a big recent one but i remember i actually like you know our friend matt uh, had a boxster for a bit that arena red car oh yeah that was my coworker's car and I, I told Matt, like, you should totally get this car based on how much he was asking. And I knew it was a good car as well. Like, the guy had it since new and he had maintained it well. I think it might have been the second owner, actually. But he had all, you know, records and everything for it. And he did, he did end up buying it and owned it for, I think, a few years. Nice. Uh, Richard Chen says, uh, it's Netflix Drive to Survive release weekend coming up. That's awesome. Is it okay to drag the viewing into the 2023 racing season, or must we all binge this in one sitting prior to the first race? I don't. I don't think there's any rules, but I'm definitely binging it in one night. <laughs> I know Lane is, but it's like, isn't it like six hours? Or yeah, yeah. I mean, that's one night. I'm gonna try to binge it. Yeah, yeah I'll probably do like two or three days. But yeah, yeah, maybe it'll take two days. But what do you yeah. guys think about? Um, well, I shouldn't even ask Lane, but you, if you have a kid and it wants to watch it, uh, it's got a lot of swearing in it. And uh, mm. it's a little tricky. Yeah, what? I can't. Do why it. are you not going to ask me? Because you don't. You swear in front of your kids all the time. What? I don't understand what's so bad about swearing. I didn't say anything's bad. I'm curious if you have any thoughts on if <laughs> I mean if a younger kid should be, uh, you know, subjected to adults swearing at each other. I don't think swearing is that bad. And they're not saying like "fuck you" in it and all this stuff. It's definitely it's they just, are. <laughs> Not really. 100%. No, they're not really. What's his name? Yeah, oh, are, what's, uh, what's his name? The uh, German or the Gunther? Swiss guy. Okay, yeah. Gunther is saying you you're a fucking idiot. I guess. Yeah, but <laughs> all the time, <laughs> um, all the time, dude. But they're talking shit about each other. Yeah, maybe, but maybe I mean, like, wankers I think, lane. We I think like your kid's probably wankers. smart enough. You can have that conversation with them. Yeah, about yeah. what's acceptable, what's not, and this is a show. And it's I, not, I want know? to think so, but it's definitely yeah. like exposing them to. Uh, well, I just feel like if she says he's it probably exposed it every day in school and all yeah, that, and yeah. she's very receptive to that kind of stuff. So but I'd are, rather not. Is she already not saying it? Because I remember when I was fairly young when we started staying at school, I didn't say it in my house for like I maybe I've never said it <laughs> right, until right. I was like in college in I front mean, of my parents. <laughs> but in school, like from you know like first grade, we were experimenting with how we could insult each other for sure yeah i remember the first time my parents heard me swear i was basically cussing someone out i was about uh nine out in like our driveway kind of and you know she was like calling me in for dinner and i was you know just drop like you know motherfucker or something and it didn't go well i'm gonna say that right now yeah you were in second grade dude i yeah. would never swear in second grade <laughs> do your kids swear no no Yep. Especially no, I've never heard. I think starting in middle school, my parents were pretty chill about it. They didn't care. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah but like before that, um, I have a dude. I remember a little kid, like when I was in third grade, or, or you know, a, a neighbor friend was like, yeah, swore at us. Or yeah, said, yeah, yeah, You know, and I was, it was like, dude, it was like <laughs> we can't play with him anymore. You know, <laughs> he's like a damaged he, goods. Yeah, we all knew the words and stuff, but we would never dare like say them. I know. We'll see. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, I think kids are pretty resilient. I think. I think. 
I think the idea of pretending that kids don't know the words yeah, yeah, yeah. is silly. No, and, no, no. But this is, so, I'm talking about six-year-old. I'm on the same boat. Yeah. So it's like you're, this is definitely exposing them to that. Like, it's, yeah. Oh, it's because my, Andrew, my son would love this show more than anything. Yeah. yeah. But like, did you, do you take your kid well, to the racetrack there, into the or, into the pits? And like, do you take your kids in public? Yeah, yeah. But, Dude, this is but more... you, I think you're exaggerating how much swearing there really is. It's gonna be one episode with Gunther that there's a lot of swearing. No, and not, I, not I the thought the same thing, and then I remember watching last season, thinking like, because Andrew wanted to watch it, mm. and it's there's just a lot. Yeah. Some of it's beeped out, and some of it's not. I, I, I don't know if there's a feature though to like maybe because you know you can do close captioning, whatever. I don't know if there's yeah, like a clean version or I something. I don't think like, there is. I guess yeah. My I know my kids are definitely exposed to swearing because I swear a lot, but um. Uh, I don't know. I don't see. I don't. I don't I think swear swearing is that big. Of, they they know like when it's right. You know yeah. that it's not right to swear at school and stuff like that. So. Is Heidi dropping f bombs in front of them? Never. <laughs> She'll be like that. Is she will not use the yeah. swear word. Yeah. What do you think of that? You're like, yeah. come on. Yeah. What are you trying to be clean for? Dude, like, I would love to see that. Like, if there's a clean version where they do like they do like the dubbing where they're like freaking a. Yeah, like one of the best ever. Because you know, no, I it'd be like hams and eggs. <laughs> That's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the Jamoke uh, Allman idiot. What's it yeah. called? Uh, Big Lebowski, you know, because yeah. they actually oh. like they got involved. Like the they, yeah, yeah. They, they actually chose the words and they're amazing. It's like like that's what you get for, you know, giving a stranger scrambled eggs. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, terrible. Uh, Noye Classics says we just replaced Sarah's Volvo XC40 with the Genesis GV70. Great car. Mm. Lousy buying experience, though. Hyundai. Yep. Uh, but it got me thinking. Oh, I'm sorry. Lousy buying experience through Hyundai, but it got me thinking. What other car brands followed the same model of initially selling their new line through an existing dealer network? Oh, I see. So he had to buy the Genesis through Hyundai. Mm. I don't think anybody's done that, dude. That was uh, that. That's what we've been telling Ben Rogan. Like when he was working for them, I'm like, dude, what the fuck are they doing? Like that should be like Lexus immediately had a separate branch, like their own dealership model and like everything because they have a premium customer, right? So it's like even if it's on the same site, people, yeah, it's, even like, if it's, it's on like the a, same it's a separate lot, building, yeah, yeah. Separate exactly. Box. Accurate is the same thing. Like if you're trying to entice a, a certain customer and that comes from you know and has an expectation, right, of customer service and even just like furnish like. Fitting, like furnishings and fittings at the place, right? And like, can you imagine Lexus coffee. being sold in a Toyota dealership? No. Like, it'd just be so weird. That's, well, it just would. It would. Uh, yeah, it just lowers the value of the brand. Really, like, yeah. it's it's not. It just sucks, dude. Buying my Kia, I swear to God, I bought it. It was like, I can't even explain how trashy the dealership was. I bought it. I at. mean, you're dealing with the lowest credit scores. It was the, like. I can't. I like, can't what would it be like doing? buying like a barrel of pickles? Or something? No, probably worse. <laughs> it was <laughs> like a flea market, dude. It was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like you the like actual shit. dealership. So were there Monster Energy like flags anywhere? Dude, they or? didn't couldn't afford flags. It was <laughs> so bad. The building was like from nineteen seventy whatever. It was probably started out as a as a who knows like a Cadillac dealership or whatever, and then it had gone through all these years and it had never been updated basically and it it just deteriorated over time so it was just so trashed brutal. um and these are by the way and like i think and kia is definitely like taking a turn where there's like some expense like they're they have the ev6 or whatever yeah. you know the electric they're definitely trying like to seventy thousand like dollar cars a lot, and yeah. then our car was 50 something you know there's like a yeah. lot of nice like 
And then you're buying this like brand new expensive shiny thing at this because like prior to this dirt hole, like current generation, it was the Stinger and the K900 were like were the, the top two. Dude, ones. I saw a yeah. K900 on the way down today. Dude, oh, they really? sold like five of them. They're so I've never seen one before. I've never seen like, one. Yeah, either. I've only I remember That's, when they were doing. You know the story? Remember the story about that? Yeah, they were like trying to get the they dealerships charged there. the dealerships to sell them. They each dealer had to pay something like fifty grand buy-in just to sell a K900. And most dealerships are like, fuck you. Like, why? You guys are only making how many of them? And, yeah. Yeah. and why would I pay that much? It would, I'd have to sell how many that'll to make a profit? That'll be a weird car. Like, I mean, it's weird now, yeah. but in 20 years, that'll be yeah. a very well, strange it, one. It seems like the, one of the bigger issues is why did they decide to do franchise dealer anyway with this and not do direct to consumer? Yeah. Because right? everybody is excited about direct to consumer. I think it's because they were almost like too early in the, early. that split. It was like, it wasn't a thing Perhaps. enough of a thing yet because this is what like four years ago five years ago yeah but the it, it is happening split. now though i, I do they should uh, just, yeah, i just it, had this conversation with ben yeah because we were talking about that i'm like this is something that i've never mentioned on the show but it's like something that i do think about like you know like if i were to get like a ford whatever like you know it is a snobby thing to say but it's not going to be the same experience as going to the porsche dealership you know like i mean and that's the experience that you know it's a different and all of it right it's yeah. everything it's like it's the it's the it's the actual place itself as you're describing like you know the fucking couches and the coffee machine whatever yeah, yeah. that's like that but also just the customer service and the treatment and like how efficient they are and how like communicative they are and like like it's it's amazing how good and lex they are. is supposed to be like the most amazing yeah, like, and, um, it, and, and it's, then it's Saturn was really good. I don't know. I mean, Saturn's not a luxury car, but they tried, that was they were a spin off, and they, they were known for being like. Yeah. I remember I bought a. I went with a friend to buy a used BMW at a Saturn dealership, and it was like they were so friendly and like, "Hey, there's donuts over there, and you guys, oh, here's uh, this pre-pandemic yeah. car dealership days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those and it, the best. It seems super hit and miss though, because I went to the Subaru dealership in Silicon Valley, and I wanted to test drive a uh, a BRZ. Uh, this was years ago uh, when I first moved to California and they wouldn't let me test drive until I had negotiated a price with them. And then I went to the, to the Toyota dealership and I wanted to, to try the FRS and they're like, here are the keys. They didn't even ask me. They threw the keys yeah. at me. They didn't even look at my driver's license <laughs> and they're like, come back whenever you feel like it. And that's, um, that's because there's no real like that's all dealership to dealership. It's all owner to owner. Exactly. That's and, the point. Yeah. And yeah. Manager to manager. Yeah. There's no like it isn't like um, Tesla or you know, these companies that are more like, or Rivian probably, like where it's not, Fran Rivian's all owned by Rivian, yeah. right? Yeah, so consumers so they're, they're all, they're all going to be the same. They're all going to treat you. They're going to, they're going to have the same rules and all that stuff. Man, I saw a new Rivian R1S. Is mm -hmm. that what it's called? Yep. RS1? R1S. R1S. Yeah. The, the SUV? In like a, like a silver grayish blue, you know, grayish kind of mm -hmm. silvery blue. Looks so good. It looks better in in person yeah in i really like them so yeah. i took delivery of an r1t today oh no way yeah i just right before i come came here i went to the rivian finally came in dealer and picked up an r1t did so uh, did i mention on the show that i am out on the the rivian yeah so yeah so it's not gonna work yeah so jamie's like not interested she yeah. really likes the Cayenne. She loves the way it drives. She likes the way it looks and she likes the size, which is a big thing. Size was when we were shopping around for cars and she doesn't want three row. And, um, R1 T like, R1 S is pretty small. How are you going to fit well, all your stuff and a dog in that Cayenne? How are you going to go to Tahoe in a Cayenne? You do it already. You have a dog already? No, but the dog just goes in the back. Yeah, you're and fine. And your kids uh, are old enough, dude, getting old enough. And that the seat goes away. You don't have car seats and, yeah, and stuff. Exactly. But, um, uh, I think, um, 
I'm okay with that also because she eventually wants to replace it with another kind. How do you, so, or what do you, wait, 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 you know what's cool about the Cayenne? What? The rear seats uh, slides forward. Like one inch? No, like 10. And so it actually opens up the backspace a ton and, and the kids still have enough room, like enough leg room. So that's been a lifesaver. Like we, I mean, we all, we never really like are maxed out. Like it's actually really. Con- Plus like, a dog. Well, the dog, is there space for the and dog? The dog's I mean, food. the dog's kind of hard with every, anything though. But not with a full size SUV. It's not. Yeah, well, it still is. It's not. No? A full size SUV, it still would be. A minivan, no. A th- you fold th- down the third row, and you have a huge. Well, no, I don't want a minivan. I know you don't want a minivan. I know saying, you're saying minivan. You're saying anything. Uh, okay, That's not then true. a minivan, not okay. Then most things. Full size SUV, minivan. Full size SUV. Van. I still think it would be the the back of like a you fold an down the Escalade rear seat. or whatever. But then you're folding down the rear seat. It's the same as having the rear in the Cayenne. I mean, it's a little bigger. No, no, no. three it, row SUV. It yeah. is de- it is lo- deeper, but I mean, I guarantee what, it's twice the cargo space. You're such an American, Warren. Twice. I'm just saying. Like, I mean, it's not. A, I'm not going to drive a suburban, Warren. Right. No, I know. I know you're not. <laughs> like, I know you're not. But, but, but I mean, that would but be like, the thing. Cayenne's I mean, like on the yeah. small end of the spectrum, right? And then you can you go bigger. Right. Yeah, like I mean, yeah, but row. I think R1S is maybe a little bit. It's like it's a little it's, bit bigger, but it's not th- enough not, to like. Not really. Not but it's that not much even bigger. enough to really like justify. R1S is it, smaller than an R1T. I just wanted a, I wanted a nice EV new thing, and yeah. I like the way they look. Just as you're saying, I mean, they're obviously really nice cars, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's like it's because Ali, a, a bunch of people reached out because I mentioned it, and Ali was one of them, and he has an allocation or had an allocation for the R1T and an R1S in the fall, and so I told Jamie at that point, I'm like, hey, like. If you want it. We have it. <laughs> like, yeah, do you yeah. want And she's like, no, like, I really like this one. So I'm just not stoked on the being out of warranty situation. So, I mean, um, eventually, I guess, we'll, I'll probably get, like, a lightly used one. Like yeah, another you should CPO. get out of the not being, uh, yep. you should get out of that. for Because yeah, I got scary. a CPO. This was a, a, a you know, a CPO uh, from Porsche. You were able to your way into a CPO. And, uh, yeah, and this is also, like, you know, it's been maintained at the same dealership since new so I'm, i imagine it's gonna go right back to them and you know i'll see yeah. what else they have but um but yeah i was really really kind of bullish on always that be cpo yeah. i mean you're saying like i mean people have driven forever with like volvo station wagons with a dog right and yeah, a family yeah. and that's the same yeah. thing as a it's impossible I mean, my lane. family moved across the country with two kids who were <laughs> yeah. like three and six in a in an 80 seven toyota corolla i'm sure yeah, you're yeah. super super comfortable i'm it just was, saying it was fine we were kids presented with the option you have choices that provide more room that's Nothing, all I can, yeah so she didn't like the xc90 which was she drew she felt she said it drove too big and that would give us a little bit more room she doesn't like bmw she didn't want i mean she didn't want the x5 and the rivian she likes aesthetically but she really likes the cayenne and she wants yeah. to stick that so she just keeps asking when's the electric version of the cayenne coming I have no idea. They I mean, that, it's definitely coming. They have that yeah. shitty like plug-in hybrid that's like thirty miles. I mean, right, right. I guess that's maybe okay for most. I, mean, I don't know because that was an option for us even now. Like when we got, or not now, but when we got that a few years ago, it was like you know I I looked at them and the premium was like fucking fifteen to twenty grand over. They're also and faster though. It's a it's a power. They are thing they are too, faster. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but she want. I mean, we're going for efficiency, and yeah. I mean, it's not. Like, yeah, I mean everything's it's all coming, but dude, feels like it's. Coming. Listen to the latest like smoking tire with that guy Kyle from Out of Spec Reviews. He's pretty good. He gives a good like. I, he talks about the sweet spot in our in in uh, EV ownership was two years ago essentially. Um, even though he's like a EV guy, mm-hmm. you know, but it's like the reality is it's like very tough if you are traveling and have to use oh, like, it chargers is. absolutely. 
Um, so it, it lines and up with the demographic who can afford expensive EVs yeah. often do more long, yeah, more long road trips. Yeah, like so basically you kind of don't want it for those cars anyways. So then you're looking, I don't know. So yeah. it, it's like the EV option only works if it works, if it fits your lifestyle. And, you know, I've noticed like my EV, my Polestar fits my lifestyle for that car perfectly perfect. because I go to work and it's mindless. Like I just plug it in. I park in a spot, I plug it in, and I get off work. I go to my car, I unplug, and I drive home. And in reality, it's like way easier than going to the gas station every two days and well, having when's to. When's the like, last time you charged it outside of work? Like when I did it. Yeah, Art <laughs> did it. But like you, I have did you used it, it for like non. I d- work I trips? had to do it a month ago because I plugged it in using a Tesla charger with an adapter it at work, work and it didn't work when i got home from a trip and so i had to charge it but yeah. so i've probably charged outside of work like one like time five times ever or yeah. something and so that was early on before we had chargers like yeah so and that's basically that that is just your appliance to get to work and back it's that's all it is. Yeah, it's exactly yeah. and that's so, what most people use most cars for yes <laughs> so yeah exactly. and that's where this makes sense but, but the, like if you're looking for a family suv that you want to tow your dog and like an r1s for example i could see that being like very frustrating very fast yeah dude i showed um i think i I don't know if i showed warren a video or you showed me but then we had a conversation about um i was coming back from uh, from la or maybe yeah i think it was in la and uh harris ranch you know they have that huge like tesla supercharger set up there um and i was like what the fuck is going on because like as i'm coming up to harris ranch i see like there's got to be like like hundreds of cars off on the shoulder lined up and I'm, and as i got closer they were all teslas and i'm like what the hell so like like i'm not kidding dude like two miles deep maybe that is you know nightmare. and and everybody nightmare is fuel. getting off to go to the chargers and they're waiting to get the further turn so they're sitting there for hours like and by the, the way tesla's the best and they're the charging fastest network and they have the, on yeah, exactly. the whatever like, uh, but you know. we're talking about oh, i5 there's another one it was in baker uh, oh yeah, between Vegas one. and LA, yeah. and the same thing lined up yeah. for a mile. Yeah, people waiting to charge. Yeah, and that's and they would you know, admittedly it was like holiday season, yeah. and this is like the most traffic. You know, it's high but five. But you, you know what? Car. You can always find gas, dude. You can totally. Always, yeah, yeah. This is like the the maybe the people that wait in line at Costco for three hours to get gas will be fine with this. But yeah, um, but not only idiots. that, you're paying a premium to own the electric version of said sedan or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not a luxury. And yeah. then you're to to basically realize the the value of the you know charging for free or whatever it takes years. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Getting an efficient. Yeah. It's car. a weird place. I mean, I think it's it's definitely like a couple of years ago because they were more vacant, probably. Mm-hmm. But I mean, as the infrastructure develops, right? yeah, but like it hasn't theory, really developed. It's just turned into a. A, a grid of chargers that don't work essentially that is very so, true so I, it's I, like i experienced that they're, recently they're uh i think though two years ago they actually all probably were most of them worked there was fewer but there's it's just yeah there's so know. many cars now it's just not great there's yeah there's so many electric cars on the road like it's like crazy drive over the hill it's like all you see, but it's right? your scenario right where it's like you go to work everyone has a, ch- a charging yeah but not everyone has it like as convenient as you do yeah. where there's like eight chargers and there might be 20 electric yeah. cars. Yeah, exactly. Some people work at like Google or something where or Apple or Apple where yeah. it's like everyone there has one and there's only so many chargers. Totally. So well, it, it also works if you have it at home though. If you have like yeah, a 220 yeah. Yeah, at home and you're only going 
and you're just you know you're not doing but for your commute you couldn't really get away with an e-golf or similar the hundred mile range cars which are like the yeah. volts and the or volts yeah or i could get away with it but it would be like it'd be tight right yeah, be like tight. you'd yeah. be pretty tight to you get have there to be really and efficient all around yeah. dude like i was i was even looking like as i'm looking for a daily like what's like a decent ev wagon type of thing have you guys seen that mercedes that came yeah, out like four or five B. years ago that b mm. thing yeah, yeah it's it tesla. looks good it's like a little wagon you know it's got yeah. the tesla motor and but it's like 150 mile range dude i'm I like that sucks. And that's that's like advertised right so it's like 90, yeah you know it's gonna be way and then less you do like highway 17 yeah. and it's well you only charge to 90 percent and then now it's degraded over the yeah. years and well that's the thing is like i i, I always think about coming here right that's the yeah. furthest i travel once a week and like it's it's an ordeal like there would have to be a charger here for me to make it work but it's like such a great little package like and it's got you know big area for like the for a dog in the back good for kids all that shit and it's yeah. like you know pretty utilitarian it's kind of like almost like the um kind of like the sprinter van interior you yeah, know they're super like, basic yep yeah. very utilitarian yeah all right, last question here. This is uh, more for a Clark-type person. Oh, we have one here. Specifically? SV Expert says, what's a K-car that will become popular here in the States soon because of the import laws? So I'm guessing 25-year rule? 25-year. Oh, so one of my Ooh, favorites that's coming one. up soon. Yeah, so I imagine you have something very sporty. I have something... Okay, I was, I, I was going to say, if you say what I'm thinking, that would be insane. So I'm saying the Honda Life Dunk. Oh, yeah. Those are really Wait, tall little Honda like, wagon Life things. Dunk. Those are really weird looking. <laughs> of so, course it is. So it's the Life, but and then dunk the Dunk the is the trim line of the Life. And I so shit like that. That's um, so weird. They're, they're like early 2000s, I think. So it's a few more years before we can get them. But they're the first um, of the tall one box uh, sort of that is okay, now really every K car. Yeah. So like uh, Scion XB. Exactly. But, yeah. But, but more but narrow and taller. Yes. Yeah. Oh, those are cool. And they're right now. Is that a modified one with the grill like that? No, no, that's that's factory. That's what it looks like. Yeah, they have they, they, look, they all have the half grill. They look very stancy. Even, yeah, yeah. Um, that's cool. And they're like 2000 bucks yeah, for like a nice here. one. Down. Why do they all have to be right-hand drive? Gosh darn it. Because they're from Japan. I know, but in Thailand, they're left-hand drive. No, they're right-hand drive. In Thailand, they're right-hand drive as well. No, no, no. They are. I found high aces that were left-hand drive over there. Not in Thailand. Well, they're probably they're used. Imported. Yeah, yeah maybe imported back to Thailand. There yeah. was a whole like um, importer that was getting Thai vans, which were left-hand drive, and importing them. A lot of those are made not in Japan. Like They're in made by Dubai or something, or or India, or by oh, by yeah. partner in or or Thailand, yeah. I guess, probably domestic. Because um, the high ace is so still Life Dunk Turbo. Life Dunk Turbo. <laughs> so, I like it. So. Um, I'm going to show you a picture of this, uh, Clark, and uh, let's see. If you, you should definitely for, you should know what this is. If you don't know what this is, I will be shocked. Wow. No, Daihatsu, Daihatsu Kopen. Daihatsu Kopen. It's like a little tiny mm. Audi TT. Oh, um, it's kind of like an EOS. Yeah, they're, but they're, they're, they're very similar to a TT, but they're really small. Yeah. They're, they're like the size of like a beat or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh. And I thought that might be something just because they're kind of fun, like uh, little weird sporty things. I agree because they have a really distinctive look. They're very fun. They have that sort of charming like package. Style. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're not a sports car. They're like a drive around town car. Yeah. Yeah. I like driving but, around town. I mean, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think they're great. Town. Yeah, those are, those are getting there. I think 99, I was checking right now. I think 99 must've been the first year, right? And they've been in production with a very similar look continuously. Yeah. The new so ones are, have a slightly different headlights, we're but, very close. but same silhouette, same sort of, you know, overall proportions. Yeah. But yeah, see, they look like that. Mm -hmm. Is that the new one? 
Uh, this is a one. slightly newer, but it's not the new one. Yeah, the new yeah, one yeah. has like totally different headlights. Um, and they have like 14 horsepower. This is the first gen. Yeah. It's well, they have 55. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're super funny. <laughs> 60. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. I like that. So, Clark, tell us about Japan. Give us a give us a broad you know view of your days there. Like what. Do you talk to anybody? You don't speak Japanese, correct? I speak Japanese very badly, okay. um, but I'm, I'm, I'm improving. <laughs> and do you read Japanese? No, like, not at all. Um, <laughs> which is one of the biggest problems as you a visitor. You can't read katakana either? Well, no, I can't because I can't speak Japanese very well. So, so. By the way, sorry. If you what can, is happening? If you can hear this uh, on the audio, I don't know if you can, but uh, the it's super windy here in Santa Cruz today in the whole Bay Area. And our metal door is like clanging around. Good thing this this building's made out of brick. <laughs> I don't buildings that go anywhere, but the yeah, door dude. is not happy. Huff and puff and he'll blow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So my, I've been there for about nine months now. Yeah. And um, my when I showed up, it'd been two years. It'd been the pandemic since I've been in Japan last, and I was very rusty on my mediocre Japanese. And so now nine months in now I can track conversations better. I, I have a hard time with, with recall, so I can't like speak it back to you, yeah. but I can have an idea of like what daily life chit chat, where it's going. And I might not know all the, most of the vocabulary, but I can sort of, I can track. And um, so I have a few like neighborhood spots that are my sort of favorite, favorite places. Um, so the average day is I wake up on my on my bed on my tatami floor. Ooh, and I, you have those detailed. wooden slippers? I don't have any wooden slippers. Some geta? <laughs> that's funny. How is your robe game? I don't wear a robe. You're just naked? Nude style. Nude? Yep. Okay. All right, um, we're getting somewhere now. Yeah, so I, I, I get up and I walk on my tatami floor and I yeah. open my shoji door and I go down to the, you know. Do you have a Shiba Inu yet? No, I have a cat that I imported oh. from the United States. Oh, nice, nice. And does Dang. it go like this? USDM? <laughs> yes, USDM cat. Like this once um, That's called a Maneki Neko. I don't want to hear that ever again. Called, <laughs> go on. Um, I have a... Uh, so I, Jennifer, my wife, got me into these um, these traditional coffee shops called Kisaten, which are these... Oh, uh, like the really artisanal pour-overs? No, it's 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 it's, it's actually kind of lowbrow. Kisaten is cafe. It's like, it's like oh. where, where, the, where the Oyaji hang out. It's like where the people oh, just yeah. hang out. Oh, it's more like <laughs> cigarette smoking. Exactly, and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so there, a lot it's of like them were... like white trash, basically. <laughs> version <laughs> of, I was going to say something. Yeah. A lot of them were built in, the, in like the late 60s, early 70s and are run by the same people in an unrestored fashion. They've been like smoking the oh, whole time. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like deep city energy. And so there's one in our neighborhood. City, City Energy. Energy. That's a good album that's title. A great that's a great album, album cover. It's what I oh, seek cover. always. Yeah, yeah. Um, City Energy. And so there's one in our neighborhood, which is like a jazz theme, and these two guys who run it. And oh my gosh. they recognize me, and I recognize them, and like we don't really speak to each other. So but you're like, saying you stand out. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Wearing <laughs> Hawaiian shirts every day? Yeah. Bearded white guy <laughs> with so, a Hawaiian shirt on. So actually, I don't wear the Hawaiian shirts as much in Japan. I wear... Oh like dark blue or robes. or black shirts like a samurai robe no no he doesn't wear robes oh, we already yeah, talked right, about that right. i i actually i i sumo diaper no. <laughs> i don't know i'm just reaching out no i i try i actually shifted my my wardrobe because normally i wear hawaiian shirts in, yeah. in the united states it's too too garish i wear them on the weekend <laughs> no, i'm serious i'm serious i wear them on the weekend uh-huh. and or i wear them in the evening and during too, the day too outlandish. In the evening, yeah, <laughs> too outlandish for local folk. I for the I, kisaten, yeah, for the cafe. I don't want to be. I'm already a crazy foreigner guy. Right. I don't want to be that crazy. You don't be that crazy. Um, I mean, you're already crazy. But you're a designer, like, you're you know. Like you're. Uh, so I wear nice 
like I got some really nice black like shirts and some navy blue shirts. Like I don't look like a bum. Like t-shirts or like button up? I uh t-shirt I, well so I have a few. I have I have t-shirt like long sleeve t-shirts with like the little okay, collar. Like <laughs> and are you wearing the bandana like in No, I'm not a chef. Uh, oh, um well, karate kid too, but let's not. So, do you shop at United Arrows? I, I do not because my shape is a little bit too round for that. Uh, yeah. That's one Sizing of my favorite stuff there, right? Yeah, I am. Um, You're like a triple XL. Uh double to. Double, double, <laughs> 2x 2x well it's not always it's either it's either like in t-shirts and stuff i'm xl yeah, yeah. but if it's if it's like a slim fit thing i then couldn't it, find anything which well, i guess a double is two is is xl i guess because it's ll double xl or no it's double l is xl it's just XL. yeah double large double large okay yeah okay sorry well so and then there's there's lx in some things which is large wide luxury edition which is yeah. great, which I actually like because I have a short arms and so I like like a wider cut. Oh, you don't have short arms. You're doing great. <laughs> anyway. They're, they're, they're beautiful. Yeah. I love your arms. They're like three quarters inch shorter than <laughs> what? Than my height should have. Oh, your Yeah, my reach wingspan my wingspan is, is, is a little bit short. Oh, I see. Um okay. so Fingers he's like out. a T Rex. Yeah, yes. Jennifer calls me a T Rex. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. All right. I get T-Rex themed yeah. birthday cards from so, her. You know, it's a so if you don't mind, um, what are you up to out there? Like, I mean, obviously you have the round cat racing, you, you get into, you nerd out on the, on the K cars. We yep. all know that. Highball. And, so, and you do a lot of sourcing of parts and stuff that are tailored for those vehicles. But is that what you're up to out there? Like, are you seeking that out or? Yeah. So, so for, for, for the viewers at home, um, I, I earn money by doing design consulting and I spend money on K cars. Uh, so Roundcat Racing is my motorsports program and is not a, a uh, it's not really a source of revenue for me. It's a, it's Break an expense. It's a passion project. <laughs> yes. Um, is it-, it is a passion project. And so I do a little bit of um, actual design consulting in Japan. Um, I, I, uh, I des- right before the pandemic, I designed a research laboratory for Osaka University, a, uh, a pretty, pretty large building. And that got built during the pandemic and it opened spring um i've done some strategy work for um uh some large japanese companies about future city development stuff um i've done some flying car design and um do you work do you work with densu at all (laughs) i i try to stay away from the big agencies because (laughs) they just suck all of the the profit out and so so for, for people who don't understand working in japan um densu and hakoto are the two large marketing agencies in japan and all big companies flow design through them. And so they don't actually do anything besides add a layer of cost. But if you want to, it's like they give you access, right? Their access, yeah. They give you, yeah. So I try to work with uh, early stage startups who um, don't want to work with a big agency. Or I work with people like the donor of the building to Osaka University or people who directly want to engage with design. Do you have a, a Japanese liaison to like... Uh, I don't know, foster these relationships because it's so hard to break in to Japanese business culture, right? Like- yeah. I have a few friends who are well-connected. Um, I have a uh, business partner who's Japanese. He's um, for the round cat stuff. Yeah. And he, um, he's, he's got connections. I imagine. He's got a great connections in the car world and he's been really, really amazing. He, he's made the entire thing possible. I wouldn't have been able to do it without him. Yeah. So thank you. Cause Okay. That was my question. Cause that's, um, yeah. That and helps. then I have a, I have a very good friend who's Lithuanian actually, uh, but lives in Tokyo and speaks Japanese. And he's sort of my project manager for uh, consulting projects. Cool. And then uh, did I don't know when, last time Clark was on, I was gone. But do you guys talk about 
K-Car Rally. Yeah, so... And you went to the, the races. The, the 24-hour the K-Car 24 race. The 24-hour K-Car race, too. So... Um, yeah, uh, this summer, I think this last, last spring, I, I held, uh, the first, uh, round cat rally in Japan and invited a handful of fr- people from the Bay area and some of my Japanese friends to do, uh, three days of adventure across Japan. And we did one day of driving through, uh, the Boso Peninsula of Chiba. We hmm. did, we took the oh, train, we took the train down to Hamamatsu and did some, some car tourism in Hamamatsu. Um, nice. we visited cozy lights, the Honda beat tuning shop. Um, so cool dude i'm just laughing because like in japan it's just a group of people driving you know like it's not it's not like the cars are like you know because here like exactly we, we go out in the middle of nowhere we have all these weird cars right like on our rallies and they stand out right they're older cars they're kind of enthusiast vehicles but in japan it's just like a group of k cars is just a group of cars you know yeah. it looks totally normal it's like but, taking out like priuses exactly yeah. but for people that come out for it like some that's a totally novel experience right like to be to drive those in those roads and all that yeah so uh one of a few of our friends from california came and one of them grew up rich grew up in japan but had never driven in Japan because he left Japan before he was of driving age. And then as a, an adult tourist, he'd always taken the train. And so he, you know, freaked out because it was this new experience. He, 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 he was super intimate with Japan, but it's like a new way of experiencing Japan for Definitely. him. That's so cool. And so we did this rally and, um, and it was so much fun because <laughs> it was the simple it was sort of like the simplest most elemental thing we rented cars on the third day and went up the hakone turnpike in like nissan and honda one boxes and we you know we we're like full throttle the whole time and going slowly and it was pouring rain and it was like sense of occasion was very high yes yeah and yes. you're with a group of friends which is super rad i mean yeah and the hakone turnpike is like notorious it's like one of the main like driving destinations it's like it's like the angeles crest highway or something like that you know but it is a paid toll road and it's all like amazing roads with like epic views and shit like that and it's um, a, we went before uh, tourism was allowed back and everybody came in on business visas uh we sponsored everybody and um we had we had the road to ourselves because it, it was also pouring rain so red. oh but, well the pouring rain. which helped but there was us and then like one brz <laughs> and some That's guy awesome. in this big minivan yeah. Did you have hotel like onsens you stayed at and all that, or were you just kind of like going as you went along? Well, I had a plan that was supposed to be three days of actual driving, yeah. but then the week before a typhoon hit and washed the route that I was going to take off the face of the mountain. Oh wow! Um, all through Shizuoka, it got hit really badly, uh, and so we did a like a last minute change. So that's why we did train down to uh, Hamamatsu. Got it. Um, so we stayed in normal hotels. Um, it's, I mean, this is a related thing, but you know, I have a few people who are reaching out, like asking about the rally and it's like, we really, really have to pre-run this time around and we have like zero time. <laughs> and yeah. because a lot of the roads that we drive on have been washed out, you know, yeah. because of the, or damaged, you know, heavily and shit. So it's like, it's a serious concern. Like, um, like it's a literally requires a lot more pre-running than we, had. I mean, we've done a lot of routes in the past and it's like, okay, we know what we're expecting, but like, now we got yeah everything's tired yeah. yeah so for this one once once the rat was washed off i was like all right we're gonna go to chiba i know chiba really well i've driven there a lot and so it was just all familiar roads for me and it was, it was yeah, sort nice. of easy mode for the rally did you are you familiar with uh so they got a raceway 
which is uh, other in Chiba. Yeah, it, it's one of the handful of smaller Yeah, it's the smaller circuits. One. So that's where we were going to hold the Radwood in Japan. Um, you know, unfortunately, it fell through. But um, but that was the neck of the woods that we're going to be in, um, in, in that area. Yeah. So what what's up with the you went to scuba I think or where was the that was actually at um at at Fuji Speedway Fuji. so it was the, the real full size track gigantic uh, for those yeah. cars and there was there was maybe fifty or sixty cars on the track yeah and, and what you wouldn't know though because the track is so big and, yeah okay so aren't they these this is a K car twenty four hour race it wasn't a twenty four it was an endurance race okay. but I think it was ten hours. Ten um, hours over two days, or no? Over? It was, it was it, there's a there's like a a, a warm up session, and then okay. there was like the actual ten hour. And then um, a think. lot of the cars were like nine six two looking oh, K cars and stuff, right? Well, yeah. So it was it was there were a handful of those, okay. but those are the coolest freaking thing. Most of them were um, late eighties, early nineties uh, Hondas, yeah, and um, a handful of Mazdas, a handful of everything. Um, a lot of um, a lot of basically the lightest 660 cc car you can find. Yeah. Um, and you know, fully prepped. You know, like no interiors and proper cages oh, and proper like cages, proper yeah. proper little race cars. Yeah. Um, and then there's a handful of those. Yeah, those those like really. Those are the most like half scale for the listeners or viewers. Look up uh, K4 GP. K4 GP. It's basically like Lamar looking prototype cars or you know, race cars that are on a shrunken scale yet still raced. It's basically the, uh, you, 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 cho- you slice the top of a K car off and put a fiberglass body on it. Yes. It's so rad. Yeah. Really, really I mean, cool. yeah, we've talked about like the, um, like the dream for <laughs> the dream, the attainable dream is to do the, uh, the uh, F40. Yeah. The F40 Zam. on the AutoZam. Yeah. On the, mm, on the yeah. F40 AutoZam body kit. That, those are so rad. Awesome. And uh, it's and the proportions are pretty good. You know, they actually look good. It's very micro machine. It it's is. like a little off, but it's off enough it's to like, be cool. Yeah, and, yeah. and yeah. you know, it's not the real. So it works, right? Yeah. It's like and the, it one, is cartoony. One of the amazing things about this race was that it was competitive. There was a lot of passing. There was a lot of action. So they were moving really slowly around the course, but they were moving around, and that you could. That's fun. There was a definite engagement. That's really fun. Yeah, dude, it's just comical to do it on Fuji though, because it's such a wide open, huge circuit. So like, yeah, you, would, I mean, like on a tighter circuit, it would, I feel like it would make more sense. But like that long straight, <laughs> they get <just, laughs> the top speed immediately. Yeah, and yeah, and they're just sitting there. there. I mean, the uh, the one make of the um, the Honda N one is a little bit. It's on the same same circuit, same size, and those are modern K cars, and they're more or less stock, and it's a little less dynamic because it's all the same car. Yeah. That's it, like you'll just be behind. It's like traffic moving yeah, they through. Try to, yeah, try to like air, uh, slipstream road or whatever. Yeah, uh. yeah. You need more uh, more tight sections for sure. But there's, I mean, one of the things that's really cool about Japan is within a two hour drive of Tokyo, there's I don't know eight or ten like small scale circuits. That's cool. That are K size. Oh right, that's um, really cool. That do grassroots stuff and like kind of in the middle of nowhere. You're like, oh. There's another one. So on your next K car rally, are you gonna run out one of those little tracks and do a track day? Well, so I don't have I don't have that actually scheduled. Um, so the next K car rally is in April, actually, um, and we're doing um, Tokyo to uh, Kanazawa in five days. Mm. So we're going Tokyo to Nikko, uh, Nikko to uh, the middle of nowhere, where there's these dirt, some of the last unpaved roads in Japan. Nice. So Japan's been on this infrastructure binge. Like uh-huh. since since post war era, and so there's only 
a handful of unpaved road sections. And so uh, Rich, our friend, found a map of all of them. (laughs) And so we're using those as sort of the the center point of the rally. We're going to go through Nagano. We're going to go up over the highest point of public roads in Japan. We're going to go down through... um, What is that, by the way? Do you know how high? I actually don't. Okay. I wonder if it's like equal to the Sierras or is it higher? You know, you're talking about like 6,000 feet, 8,000 feet? Something like that, I think. Um, there'll really be cool. in April. There'll be snowpack up there. Yeah, um, and then down through um, some of the uh, like the heritage, uh, the with the thatch roofs and the like mm. those towns, and then to uh, Kanazawa, Rad. and then we're gonna take the Shinkansen back. And then what? So oh, okay, is there rentals? So you can drop them off at the end somewhere. So we're gonna take a couple of rentals. We're gonna rent the um, the N box, which is the the best selling K car of. Um, in Japan for the past, I don't know, four or five years. Who makes that? Honda. Okay. And so it's going to be the uh, sort of like the Support everyman car. or what is that? It'll be, it'll be sort of the, 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 the normal car to sort of to bookend the experience. And then we'll take a few of my trucks. We're going to take a Jimny or two. Uh, and then we're going to take a couple of N1. We're collaborating with Spoon Sports. Oh, to, no way. Uh, I'm, I'm um, this is sort of a nice timing. I needed a four-door car. All of my cars in all of these cylinders I have, only two-door cars, two-seat cars. And now we've had a bunch of friends visiting Japan, and yeah, I keep renting cars to do day trips and whatnot. So I need a four-door car. So I'm getting the N1 RS. Oh, so you're getting that one like you, you I, posted, I posted a about picture Instagram. of a yellow one? So not well, that, that was, that's the spoon car, right? That's, not, like their, that's their demo car. car. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm getting that same car in white um, with the manual transmission and um, I'm collaborating with Spoon to do all of the um, all of their modifications their for it, Rad. and then a few other things um, that they don't do um, that I'll do independently. And so we're going to take that. Um, the tentative plan is to take their demo car as well and have a pair of oh, that's of, awesome. of yeah. you know the hot hatch, like the pinnacle of K like street cars performance. Yeah, yeah, and then the trucks, and then the the rental cars sort of have this like bookended experience. So rad. that's cool. That'll so be fun. and that, and this trip we're doing we're doing Rokan we're uh, we're we're staying the at the at the one that inspired the architecture and spirited away. Oh wow! Um, which is a you know like a forty generation, you know. Yeah, those. Place. I mean, like I, if you look up um, the oldest businesses in the world, um, I think they're Ryokan. They're like yeah. they're from like the twelve hundreds or something. Yeah, and that are still in business. Yeah. Um, and they're all Japanese. Like there's like the, I, I remember looking this up years ago, but like the top five oldest businesses in the world are those. Yeah. yeah, that's rad though. Yeah, that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love this 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 performance K car concept though. I mean, like, like you know, speaking of like as Lane's saying, like having that performance driving element and actually being able to eventually, if you can incorporate a little track thing, like that would be so cool. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's it's like it's so fun because like it's the epitome of slow car fast, right? It's like it really is. <laughs> yeah. It like removes the ego of the car. And it removes the the uh, the sense of occasion becomes like you immersing yourself in the rural experience rather than you immersing yourself in the car itself right right immersing yourself in leg cramps in leg cramps yeah so oh. i mean so it's got to be better than the trucks the the new honda has a and the only k cars they're doing now is the n platform and they have four cars on the n platform okay they're all scaled to fit a 98th percentile american male uh-huh. so you guys all fit yeah. so you're saying that's only for honda but other manufacturers are making 
other things. I assume so. <laughs> you don't dabble. Honda World. I, I can't be bothered. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, Honda is still making the best K cars. Toyota doesn't dabble? Suzuki? Uh, Toyota does. It's Daihatsu. So Daihatsu oh. is, is Toyota's Oh, that's K. Toyota's. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And they're, they make really amazing like it's a more price point conscious car and so they're really robust they're uh, affordable um they're they're if you if you're living the actual rural lifestyle they're probably the car to choose but not as like cool stylistically and attention to detail not as yeah not as much the the engineering that that honda is putting into the k cars is above and beyond um Mm -hmm. the a pillars are thinner the like the n1 has aluminum hubs um like a bunch of stuff that's not really necessary for a the Kano yeah, box, yeah. but they're doing anyway because they're stoked about doing, making something nice. Right, that's rad. Huh. Um, wow, well, yeah. Warden and I went on, you know, K car rally with Num- you here. Number one, yeah. Number one. Oh, gee. And uh, yeah, everything you say is so true. It's like I think we probably hit a max speed of fifty five, and that was on Highway Seventeen. Yeah, with but a, on the with act- an alarm going with an off alarm for in time. your case, not in mine. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, you know, an alarm clock, uh, alarm going off at w- every time you hit 55 yeah. and continuing yeah, as you time. the whole time. Yeah. So you never wanted to go above that speed. And then on the actual like driving, the real driving section, we probably never went faster than like 40. Yeah, probably felt as fast as and, anything. And I mean, you've never had so giggled so much and <laughs> yeah. had so much fun in your life going 40 miles an hour. Yeah, it was, was like, fun. It was wild. And so, I, I mean, I've driven a bunch of modern, fairly exotic cars on the mountains around Santa Cruz, and you can really only go, what, like 30% power without getting dangerous? Yeah. I mean, it depends. Like, my E30, I'm probably But that's not a, a modern. Not a modern, it's right. still I'd still put that in vintage category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like that's a modern, true. you know. Yeah, once you get into the modern stuff, it's, and gearing plays a part. I mean, they're just so capable. Yeah, and so I love that with with these K cars, we can we can ring them out on these narrow little roads in Japan and still be in a sort of societally acceptable pace. Yeah. 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 So what about renting like more performance oriented options? Like you're talking about one box, like basically utilitarian. Well, he just when you were gone, he talked oh, about his spoon, sorry, sorry. his spoon Honda that he's building. And yeah, but you can't. Can you rent those? Like the Daihatsu, um, what's it called? You can oh, you the Copen. You can yeah, rent. You can basically rent stock everything yeah and um, you could rent like a copen or like a beat equivalent today like do they have yeah that? you can rent an s660 s660 yeah um, which those are way, so rad so awesome. looking yeah so far nobody's asked to take one. everybody's like everybody's stoked about taking the one boxes which is which is kind of funny huh. hot hatch dude the yeah. s660 is an amazing little car yeah it's like yeah. a mini a scaled down uh nsx, uh, NSX yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, they're, they're a little difficult like our somebody they're our really size small. would have a hard time fitting um, they have a, their roll bar is very low. I see. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, so this, so this rally is about trying to hit these dirt road sections and these forest road sections. So next one, hopefully in the fall, we'll do a circuit uh, day and go to one, go to one of these like little neighborhood, you know, circuits and have it to ourselves. And so when you go on this, you have some people coming from over here, obviously, but uh, do you have like your, uh, is your business partner coming with you that speaks fluent Japanese and like has the angles i mean i know rich speaks japanese but yeah a handful of people speak japanese okay. um i think that i, just I mean think i you get into some weird situations where you all of a sudden yeah i don't know it's a very tough it's a tough language that's all i i bumble around just fine nice. <laughs> and, 
Um, we're, we're pre-booked, you know, all the hotels are pre-booked, yeah, you yeah. know, all of the things that actually matter right. are, are pre-booked. And so we could do it with no, with no Japanese, yeah. but we will have people with us that, got it. that speak Japanese. Got it, got it. I think that's great. I hope to join you if there's a room on your, your rallies. This fall, hopefully you can, you can make it. In April, maybe, who knows? Oh yeah. Um, yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. You have to commit soon though, because we have to, we have to make I'm the book. Sure. Well, I didn't know about it until right now, so. I'm learning. This is this is your scoop for the. <laughs> what, are the what are the dates? Uh, the sixteenth through the twenty first. So we're doing four days of driving with a day of transit on each on each side. Got it. What do you think, Art? S- squeeze it in before Let's Austin. I'm in. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just I had some trivia uh, that Ooh, I needed to. I like it. Kind of. Uh, oh, you have trivia. Stage. Well, I mean, it's I bonus it. trivia as usual. Mine's bonus. I like bonus. Um, it's something that we discussed, and and he reminded me of it right now because he threw out vintage category. He th- E30 was in the vintage category. Oh yes. And um, I don't know about a month ago or a few episodes ago, um, we were trying to define antique versus like, you know, vintage versus classic. Yeah, it's a um, tough one. Yeah, you and, got the answer. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll get there. It's, it's we'll get trivia. There. <laughs> okay okay uh we should probably get into that soon yeah. anyhow um well anything else you want to share i know you went to the tokyo auto salon yeah and i think that oh right yeah so i i have two tokyo tokyo auto salon takeaways okay one is uh overlanding is coming to japan and overlanding oh. is the hot thing so there's a whole overlanding section camping section but is there uh use cases for it in japan i mean i know there's like obviously country like uh hot springs type activities campgrounds maybe there are tons and tons of really really nice car camping campgrounds there's no overland terrain right you can't get too loose out there right yeah there's like what is that one place in the southwest it's like it's kind of like pismo where you have the crazy sand dunes but it's not even crazy it's it's, there's a section of public road that, that is on the beach yeah but it's 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 polite it's not like pismo it's not yeah well definitely not like dudes in like polaris is like jumping off no it's like a it's like a (laughs) i don't know like a 10 or 15 kilometer section Uh, of like flat sand got it got it okay and then there's no like big national parks with dirt roads that you can get totally lost on there are off-road parks where you can go off-roading on trails like hollister kind of like hollister um but you you wouldn't really camp there it would be sort of like a a day activity yeah that's not overlanding no but i mean you know here there's definite use cases for it but a strong majority of these people don't use them for Agreed, those activities, yeah. right? It's like well, the most of these off overlander people just go to camping exactly. sites. Yeah, right. so it's no different. And they have it's a tent a on to, their car yeah. all the time and they use it three times a year. Or yeah. Whatever. And the, yeah. the campsites in Japan, many of are, are really amazing, beautiful like sure, sites. Sure. And so, you know, you don't have to That's drive cool. far off road to get to it, but you're in a really beautiful part of the. And so you have. Uh, you have basically positioned yourself in a very uh, interesting way to be the K truck car camping master. Well, you've got you've got rooftop tents on your your uh, racks, and it it is convenient. Um, but there are there's a whole K camp K truck conversion scene that is very mature. Right, like this, this blow Dream Factory, <laughs> Dream Factory blow. Uh, they're making like those Dodge D100 or what are the D100s? Basically, those those cool like um, mystery machine uh, vans oh, yeah, yeah, from yeah, yeah. the 60s, but they're doing these conversions on these modern K trucks or K vans. And, and it looks so cool. They do like everything from a yellow school bus to the Ford uh, 
uh, vans to. I've seen like the Chevy vans too, right? Yeah, yeah I think yeah. we've talked about them on here before because yeah, we had yeah. the school bus. I remember the school bus. And yeah. they, we visited their shop um, a couple weeks ago, and I was blown away by the quality. Like it's some of the best fiberglass work I've seen. Huh. Um, yeah, and they have like C10 Chevy looking. Yeah, trucks and mm. yeah. But can you fit in these things? Like actually lay down? Yeah, it's um. He's. So like, sick, like a seven eighties Ford, like early eighties Ford Econoline, Econoline on a K truck, and they look, they have like, dude, oh it, they got it, the bull nose front end, and everything. The sculpting of the body is is they did such a fantastic job with wow. getting the proportions to work. Yeah, C ten base things, so rad. so the C ten base thing starts its life as a as a one box, and they chop off the back oh, and turn it into a pickup truck. Dodge. Oh yeah, that's like the the yeah the cab Ooh. forward thing. Yeah, and they the, call it the pop. <laughs> Papa Ryder. Papa, Papa Roach. Rider. And this is actually on a high ace. So it's a, that's a full size or, you know, minivan size thing. That minivan is, size, full, full size looking van. Yeah. Right. It's, it looks like a full size. It's based on a minivan, but it's not a K truck. That's a, yeah. that's awesome. Make it left hand drive, please. And they, the, enti- the entire shop was cool. They had hand painted signs everywhere. Everybody's wearing a little jumpsuit. Oh, it was, man. it was like the aesthetic was dialed. Um, wow. So I mean that was one big takeaway from the auto salon. The other takeaway is the uh, the impact of the super silhouette uh, racing oh. from '79 oh, to '84 yeah. is still is long lasting. And so everything, all of the you know all of the body kit stuff, all of the sort of aesthetic tuning is flowing out of super silhouette. Interesting. Yeah, was that your first time? T- uh, to the auto salon? Uh, I, w- I had been prior to the pandemic. It's a fr- it's um second time, I think. Did okay. you run into other people like that we know here? Because it seemed like everyone was there. Yeah. Well, Our so- friend Glenn was there. Eric Campano was there. I don't know if you ran into them. I don't know either of them personally, but <laughs> I, I went to a series of parties that and like events that were held that everybody went to from all the Californians. And it, it was like... Yeah, they were in the underground parking yeah. garages and stuff. And- it was... It was ninety percent people from LA, and then you know the Japanese folks with their cars, and it yeah. was it was like theater for the American car so folks. Funny. Was it fun though? It was fun. It was super Seems fun. Really fun. Um, yeah. RWB had a really really cool party. Um, I think they did the first of the week, um, and they held it in a in a shrine complex like in Shiba near their factory, um, and they put in. I don't know, ten or twelve cars, like into the into the grounds of the of the site, and um, it had a lot of sense of occasion and a bunch of Los Angeles YouTubers. Mm-hmm. I saw the F forty where they like cut the fender off on stage. It was really sad. The that, white one, yeah. Oh, I didn't see the actual doing of it. Yeah, but yeah. It was, it's yeah. Why did they know. do that? I was well. They put a white they body. put a wide body. Yeah, it's the the white one that was all over the place. Yeah, yeah it, I was not a fan. And the, um, the whole presentation was very like in your face. It was supposed yeah. to be, and it was just like. I mean, that. it was um, it was interesting to see for the first time ever because you know, like the whole Rocket Bunny stuff, like has a tremendous following, right? Yeah. Like globally, yeah. everywhere. Um, but Larry Chen posted that car, and I'd say like seventy percent of the comments were negative. They're like, and I was like, and that's like his audience, which is a lot of yeah. these people are into that stuff, you know. And like, and it was like it's unnecessary for me. It was like the worst part. It just felt so unbalanced. Like it was just because you had the rear, they widened the rear so How much. Do you fuck with an F forty, dude. Yeah, and then the front was just kept the same. Oh, so they, they like, widened the front too. They, but, they did a new clamshell. 
but oh, okay yeah it's not noticeable like no. it looks it's just that's like the inner the, the design the, the way it was integrated it was just it wasn't really like um it felt heavy rear heavy you know like it felt unbalanced um and you know i mean and i know it's avant-garde and it's like supposed to be like against the grain or whatever but rough world right row well well so they didn't do that 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 was done by a different shop yeah, it was um, oh right it's a it's it was a rocket bunny, it was right? rocket bunny yeah, yeah. It was. Is it rock? No, bunny? it wasn't Rocket Bunny. It oh was, no, it was the other. Uh, uh, Liberty Walk. Liberty Walk. Oh, Liberty Walk. That's right. It was Liberty Walk. Yeah. Um, and so while I don't, I wouldn't do that. But what I, to, to take a positive look at it, what I like about it is it represents how irreverent the Japanese car modification world is, and it's not about the obsession of having the original, like the factory original thing. It's about creating a car that matches your personal taste and your personal style. And I think that that kind of energy, that kind of approach is something I would like to see more internationally. Mm. Um, that is very Japanese. Like, I mean, that's why they're renowned for like the diversity in the, in the car world, right? Like, because it's like nothing is sacred really yeah. almost. Right. But at the same time, you do have the ultra purists like anywhere else, but, but for the most part, the overarching theme is like, just go nuts, you know, and make it exactly what you want it to be. And I can see, yeah, yeah. but it's not exactly what you want it to be. It's what rocket. It's what all of them do is they put just put slapped on flares. Yeah, they, they did. I like, guess I don't you know can't say it's a, it's like personal when it's like one person's. It's one person's design, but everyone's just doing the same exact thing, buying the same kits. I guess you could you could you could look at it like that, and I don't. I mean, I don't disagree. I went to the supercar meetup in December, um, and it was. There were a lot of new, newish Lamborghinis and Ferraris that had a bunch of what Americans would consider distasteful modifications, and I loved it because it was so unusual and so funky that it, like, if you go and look at modern, like, I don't find looking mo- at modern cars very interesting because it is they're all the same. They're all very fresh. They're it's like they came off the showroom. Nobody puts any miles on them, so it's really it's really exciting to see. Like this person decided to put rhinestones all over like the inside of the, the headlights. And I'm like, that's crazy. <laughs> like, it is a lot of that's crazy. I probably yeah, wouldn't do yeah, it, yeah, but yeah. I'm really glad you did. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. I, totally I mean, it's that. very like 50s America or Americana, right? It's like the modification scene in that time when it was just like buy all the shit. Yeah. Put it on. Or it's like the Harley scene Chachkis, or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, Chachkis Harley, Harley everywhere. Seems a good. good um, yeah, yeah, I don't know if it's it's not to my taste, but um, you know what I do like is those motorcycles with the freaking long bars and like the oh, fairings ten yeah. feet in the air. And then have you seen the one with like yeah. two fairings and yeah. they're like, like fifteen feet in the air? And then it has like the spoiler on the back. And they and they so d- sick. And they they and they're all upright and they re- they have like this revving. <laughs> and they rev them. the revving. They They'll play the song them. by revving, and they yeah. each like compose their own revving what? songs. Yeah. Those guys are rad. The crew, the yeah. dudes, yeah. and they're wearing like they're wearing little tight T-shirts and stuff. I mean, yeah, it's the same thing with like the Bozuzuku stuff. That's, that's and them. Yeah. Those yeah. And the work trucks that are like crazy ornate. Yeah, the, oh, the, Deca- Decatora. the, the big Decatora. Yeah. yeah, it's just the same thing, right? Like the Decatora so meet I went to in Ibaraki a year uh, well, before the pandemic, right before the pandemic hit, um, uh, was perhaps the best show I've ever been to because there were hundreds of these trucks and they were enormous and they were decorated. I'm super down with that. Yeah, I think that's amazing. Yeah, like it's 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 just yeah, as you said, it's like it's really 
intriguing, right? I mean, yeah. it's like it's uh, it's over the top. It's crazy, and it, it's the same. It's like the Japanese version of what you see, like in South America, right? Like it's or just India, that, yeah, or India, yeah. right, or in the Philippines where they or have this like. It's kind of the Japanese version of like lowrider community too. Yeah. Yeah, and, but the lowrider community is also massive in Japan, which is a whole yeah, other yeah, way. Yeah, a whole they different take story. The inspiration from yep. California. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, culture, yeah the know. biggest uh, lowrider car club in the world is there in Japan, yeah. and and that's and they've and talking about stealing gnarly. a. It gets so gnarly. Cultural though. appropriation. Oh, I've seen those guys that are like full <laughs> all in. Yeah, they, yeah. they're yeah. all in. It's yeah. they're they go all in. Yeah, it's the full lifestyle. They're like the, the robot the, uh, Johnny Five, dude. Oh, <laughs> with the rainbow, yeah, or it's yeah. like a you know like a trustafarian. You know? Yeah. yeah, I mean yeah. it's it's interesting though. Yeah, and I mean, I think I'm trying to think like like what War- Lane is saying. Yeah, like that like it's like that version of that, but like I don't think anybody else is going to be doing that to to their F40. It's almost like how do I make the biggest splash for this concept, right? And yeah, brand, but on the F40, like, it's just like being like no one else can do this. I'm going to fuck this car up, and, and I'm going to make a splash really dig it. by they, doing that. I think they like it though, because it's like it's sort of like if the more you look at the car and you look at the details, it's very like I anime, mean, yeah, they like, they like doing it on all the cars, but why? How are they going to? How are they already did the RX the FC RX7? They already did that. How are they going to bring it? How is this going to get the biggest splash? Throughout? Yeah. Like they know what they're doing yeah. by and, picking the F40 and like, and it um, was a bit cheap because of that. You know, it's 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 like the cheap trick. Like, oh, we chose this ex- expensive well, car. Exactly. And we, we stuck this and thing. If on they would have taken something that had like, like I think the more creative way to do that is taking the thing that has like almost zero style and turning it into this stylish thing with flared fa- or the most mundane car. Right. It's mm-hmm. like taking an F40. It's just a big splash, but I don't, I don't know. It, it just doesn't work for me. Yeah, it definitely, it's, I agree hundred percent. It's, it's like exactly what I wouldn't want to do to the car. Yeah. Like, I mean, especially because of what the it's car like, is save that and for the, other and, the, and what too. you want to use the car for. But like, if it's like, it's all flash, like it's like just driving around town, super slammed. But on the, on the sort of the opposite side, seeing the, um, the Toyota's booth with the rally, with the rally, um, stuff uh they had various flavors of uh the rs the gr they had the actual rally car they had the gr like um uh spec racer car and then they had like the plain gr you could buy and to see that like the, the the pure function of the rally car but also sort of the the anime the the sort of mech sort of inspired bodywork. it was really cool to see as a set from streetcar to race car and like the various rate, like sub race cars in between, like that was really exciting. And I feel like like Liberty walk got close to that idea, but then didn't actually pull it off with the F 40. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel like we've learned something today. I think so. Are we going to learn more? Possibly more. How about trivia? We start off a little bonus trivia, even yeah. maybe. You know, oh, a little, little something. Warm everyone up, you know. Get, I'll get, get people mine, going. I'll get so, mine poised so we were trying. We were struggling to define vintage, antique, and classic car recently. Yeah. Uh, we threw out some numbers. Um, there are some official numbers out there that are agreed on by um, upon by the America's Automotive Trust uh-huh. and uh, Haggerty, the American Collector Community. There's all these different organizations. Um, so. They have ranges, which is interesting, for a vintage car. So manufactured between X and X dates. Is vintage? So I shouldn't that be a rolling considered. I was gonna say classic is a car that is your age. Vintage is a car that's your parents' age. 
and and antique is antique your grandparents, is your grandparents age oh, and yeah, it's rolling yeah, i like that uh, yeah. that's yeah, yeah so that's i i agree with the logic but it, this is i was really surprised by this that's is, why i wanted to share this okay vintage is 25 years and older and I'd say antique it's like 15. is 50 so all right i'd say my guess okay okay i'd say vintage is 15 and antique is 25 Okay. Oh, oh, wait, but we have three, right? We have vintage. Yeah, so we'll start with vintage, and it's a date range. It's manufactured between 19X and 19X. And I mean, it, that's a, this is and so... This is, and you know what's even gnarlier? And this, I mean, I'll just throw it out there because it's, it's, it's really weird. Either a survivor or original restored in conformance to the original manufacturer specification is the definition for a vintage car. And it, on top of the fact that it has to be within a specific date range, which is so really weird. If it's modified, it's not vintage. I see, a- yeah, this doesn't that, make sense to me, though, because yeah. vintage is just a word, and it's used for antiques. It's used for- no, there is a definition, yeah, though. But that being said, antique and classic are more traditional, like kind of like right. before a certain time. And that, I'm with you, though, Lane. Like vintage, vintage just seems like anything older. I mean, vintage clothing, there's vintage whatever, old. dude. It's like yeah. a vintage a vintage. Nirvana shirt means it's an original shirt from 1994. Or whatever, but it could also right? be the first time they reproduced it in 2005, and that's still vintage. It's still vintage. Yeah. I think vintage. I mean, in, in it also implies that there is a date associated with it. Yes. It isn't that it's a range. Like this is a vintage thing that has a moment in time. Yes. All right. Uh, so I, I don't know, dude. I'm guessing antique. Obviously, antiques the oldest. It's probably going to be. I would say it ends in 19, probably like 20 or something, like right around Model Model T, so free A. So um, maybe, maybe 20, whatever that is, 27 or something. Um, that's vintage, would be, you're saying? Would be pre-27 pre would be antique, I would say, something okay. like that. Um, and then I would say, I don't know... And then what's what's the other? So it's vintage, antique, classic. Oh, and then classic is yeah. probably nineteen, like Model A, maybe. So like twenty not twenty nine through. Uh, so I'll give you guys 50, a hint. Real quick. So before, so that, antique and classic don't have a range. It's before a uh, certain time. Okay. But vintage has a range for some uh, reason, which is insane. <laughs> it's it's confusing. Vintage has a range. Vintage has a range. Antique is prior to a certain. It's it's. X amount of years and older. Classic is X amount of years and older. Oh, okay. Class. Okay, so classic. antiques probably a hundred years and older. Antiques probably thirty years and older, and classic is probably twenty years yeah, and older. Antiques the oldest. Antiques thirty years. Antiques twenty five. Antiques a hundred. <laughs> classic <laughs> is. But like, you can have an antique coffee table, and it's from like the forties. Right? Does that make sense? Well, well, so I think there's. I mean, you're calling things antiques because if you're calling that an, an antique, because at the auction house that I used to go to, you would as never a high school call student, mid-century modern stuff an antique. Exactly, exactly. You would never call that an antique. So Lane's, I think, using the classical definition of antiques, yeah. which I don't think is what they're talking about with cars. But I, I agree with you, Lane, that because in furniture, it would be like it would be like, antiques would be like eighteen hundred exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, or earlier, pre World like War One, yeah, yeah to, whatever, to like wherever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys ready for some answers? Yes. Yeah, just give us answers. Vintage car manufactured between 1919 and 1930. Okay, you're right. Vintage. No, that's vintage. Vintage. I was oh, that's, that's yeah. the opposite. Vintage Sorry. antique car manufactured 45 years, or it's here in this case they're using 1975 or earlier, but it's technically. Antique. 
Antique cars are 45 years old and older. So it's a rolling. Rolling. Okay. Uh, classic car, which is gnarly, 20 years and older. Yeah, 2003. Yeah, wait, dude. Isn't okay. that crazy? The vintage classic. thing throws me the off, The vintage dude. thing is because insane. Because vintage races are literally like 90s cars right now. I can't now. believe vintage, the vintage racing. Thing. I don't Vintage know how, racing is racing anything from the... Anything that's not current production, anything basically. Anything that's not new, basically. Right. Yeah. It's so weird. I don't know what happened. I guess at some point, that particular date range, because that's like brass era, and right? you're saying antique is 45 years old. 45 so years and older. vintage is older than antique in this but definition. But vintage is older than antique, but within that date range. So, But technically, anything older than 45 is antique. It's like a square and a rectangle. It's really weird. I, I, that's why I wanted to share. And with then, you guys what are the California? What are the plates that some people have? Like right? Camisa has twenty-five years older. Though? I think. Yeah, what let me they, double check. What do they say though? Uh, they say antique, right? They say antique, and those are twenty-five years and older. <laughs> so it's like I don't think there really is a real historical plates. Oh, they're historical plates. Because uh, I would say antique is brass era or Model T. Same. That's what I was vibes. thinking. Like I was thinking like uh, steam power and yeah. Shit. If it has wood on it, yeah, yeah, wood it's frame. not ironic. Yeah. Oh, dude, so in the state of California, this is fun, fun knowledge here. Horseless carriage license plates, right? Two types of vehicles with an engine size of what the fuck? With an engine engine size of sixteen or more cylinders, manufactured prior to nineteen sixty five, that qualifies for a horseless carriage plate. Sixteen or more cylinders. Manufactured prior to 1965. Uh, that's a short list. This is from the DMV, by that's the Cadillac way. Cadillac V16. Dude, manufactured. Uh, uh, just and then, that. So yeah. there's that category, which is crazy. And then manufactured in 1922 or earlier. This is per California DMV. So that going gets to my, but I was saying that was antique. That's antique, yeah. right? That's horseless carriage. And then historical vehicle license plates are issued in motor vehicles or trailers, trailers manufactured after 1922, but that are 25 years and older. I, you know what? We just went through all this. I couldn't. If you asked me what is what, I would not. <laughs> They're all weird ranges, dude. Either. It's all yeah. fucking made up. So yeah. this one's look because historicals from 22, 1922 or 25 years and older. So oh, it's okay. still within that time frame. <laughs> Let's yeah. move on. Yeah, it's insane. It's too hard to keep track of. Um, this isn't trivia yet, but uh, this is uh, a little bit of you know tidbit of knowledge here so your vintage rolex is actually uh 1910 and it's not a vintage rolex it's actually it should be called a an classic. antique rolex or oh, yeah. a classic rolex yeah classic classic if it's seven yeah or are you 70s wearing it would be antique i'm wearing a i'm wearing my uh, he's wearing yellow a vintage oh i like that it's not Yellow. you know it's what, current yellow, production. I tried, I tried. you know what that's that shitty 996 Porsche yellow oh the fly yellow it's like the, no fly, speed, yellow. speed yellow it's actually like dakar three it's way okay. brighter than my Dakar, but yeah, it has a lot more orange than, yeah. than Dakar. I wish this was a. This should be the M3 color. Three oh colors. yeah, the three, mm. three colors. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, the Felicity Ace sank one year ago with three thousand nine hundred sixty-five cars on it. Is that when she cut her hair, or before, or after? Felicity Huffman. Felicity. Felicity. Uh, sure. This is the this is the ship that uh, took down uh, Matt Farah's Boxster. Um, oh yeah, 189 Bentleys, uh, 1100 Porsches, um, all sorts of stuff. But one thing I didn't realize that it wasn't just new cars, and I, I didn't. Yeah, read this it has a couple. Yeah, but uh, so it had. Um, this one's so heartbreaking. The Prelude. No, that one doesn't bother me as much. Um, they make such a big deal. Sadly, the 65th Honda Prelude SIR ever yeah. built was it was sunk. 60. Well, it's the story though. It's because the guy I bought know. it in Japan like pr before he could import it like and he years also ago. Didn't insure it for the trip. Didn't insure what? it for the trip. 
Well, I, I shouldn't say what because, but I understand. <laughs> <laughs> but come on. I guess, yeah. Or maybe not in Japan, but he bought it in Europe, I guess, right? But it was like a soldier, a military dude, right? Bought it years ago. Saved His it. dream car, I remember the article said. Dream car. <laughs> what um, year prelude was I would like seven or something. I'd also love yeah. to see the statistics of the actual value versus the declared value of all of those cars. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. But this one's, this is the hardest one for me. It was a, it was a 718 Boxster GTS. That was a European delivery. So the guy picked oh, it yeah, up, I drove it around the, Europe. The green one, I think. Parked it on the boat, yeah. and it's gone forever. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, well, what? the good news is the insurance bar. company will let him do it again. Next year, Maybe. he'll do another European adventure. I'm hope, actually stoked for him. I hope yeah. you're right. At least I, those can be reproduced, right? Yeah. Versus like a, some older car, that like a 97 Not Prelude. Not the Prelude. 97 Not Prelude. Not the Prelude. <laughs> Can't make one of those again. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm more bummed about the Prelude than I am about the yeah. modern production, whatever. <laughs> dream yeah, car. I just can't imagine any car better than a 97 Prelude. I bought it. Is it, the, is it the four wheel steering or is that after four wheel steering? After four, that's it been, it's SIR. Like, it's the uh, beep. Oh, shit, I can't remember. Lane, can you imagine? It's an SIR. It's gone forever. <laughs> Damn. 65th built. Oh, man. Brutal. Naveed's, ah. Naveed's I mean, it's, a hands, it's a handsome car, but it's not the one I thought it was. Come yeah, on. It's not the earlier one. I think it was Naveed that said he doesn't understand preludes. Oh, that was a great question, right? Yeah. We like yeah. tore it apart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Heavy. Um, all right. This is the trivia question. We almost got through a trivia. What color the was the prelude? What color was Silver, the prelude? Dude, really fancy. <laughs> um, <clears throat> other than work vehicles, like fleet vehicles, trucks, and such, um, hand crank windows are a thing of the past. Officially. Except one car, one vehicle, soldiers on. To roll down the glass with your elbow grease, Clark. That's right. What car is it? Car, not truck. Yeah, I'll give you even just name the brand. I'll give oh, you that. Man. Chevrolet. Eh. Mitsubishi. Eh. Uh, Dodge. Eh. But close. <clears throat> Chrysler. <clears throat> close. What the heck? Plymouth. What is Plymouth? Does Plymouth still cars? exist? I don't yeah. know. I'm just trying to think of it. <laughs> no Fiat. Huh? You guys are close. Dancing around, huh? Jeep. Oh, it's a Jeep. Bango. Ah, yes. Bongo. Bango. The Jeep Wrangler 2023. The most basic trim. You can still get hand crank. Hey, windows. you know what? I and respect you, that. And the like the, the Ford like F-150 contractor grade one has electric windows now. So the Silverado, I think you can still get a work truck, which is like rubber floors, yeah. you know, black bumpers and all that with hand crank. But it's very. I think you have to really ask. By the way, the, um, and I'm, I know you guys all know that, remember this, but there's that the really famous uh, Dave Chappelle skit, the baby. Of course. When, when he rolls down the window, and he rolls down the window. Hey, and baby! And then he's like, "It was an old car." Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the best, and at the time, it was an old. Yeah, car. Yeah, and that was uh, and that was, was 20 years ago. And there was way. still some. Hang, yeah. yeah, some. Yeah, have yeah. you seen like videos? It was an old because it was a limousine. Oh, it was an old limousine. He rolls down the window. It was an old limousine. That's right. right. There's videos of, uh, you know, six-year-olds or whatever in cars where they don't know how to use that option, right? Now I've seen, like, millennials where, dude, I saw the most depressing video. I don't even... It is real, too, because I know a teacher that said this is actual fact. Middle school, maybe even high school, can't read analog clocks. Oh, I've heard. I about saw this. the Instagram about this Did last week. That? Yeah, with the kid asking, like, "Hey, what time is yeah. it?" And they're like, "No," and they're like, "It's ten. Swear to God, dude. Well, according to the Instagram, so no, it's got to be real. I've heard this from a teacher that they 
cannot all not not every kid, but but there is kids. Many that care. kids cannot like that was not a thing. They just haven't yeah. had it in their life ever. They've but they're never, always in classrooms though, right? Yeah, I feel like it. But they they just Suspect. use their so this wrong. is very sus, Warren. Dude, no <laughs> cap, sus. no cap. I'm hella sus at Dude, you, bro. This is, this is sus. <laughs> this is bussing or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, um, you're yeah. sus, dude. Hey, my guy, listen, <laughs> my quick. dude. You see for you, Alice. Where sus. was I getting with that? Oh, the other one I saw was uh, a kid was presented with a, a cassette in its case, and Ooh. he couldn't figure out how to open it. <laughs> He's like, that's, dude, I don't want to break it, but like, how do you do it? You know, that's and my sweet. mom had to show him. I mean, that's pretty. Good. That's like a Zoolander trying to get into the computer. Files are in the computer, but then what is he going to do with it once he even opens it? It's just yeah, like yeah. now what? I did show Andrew uh, VHS, and it was really fun to watch him try to figure it out. He's yeah. like, oh, "Do you have a VHS player still?" No, nope. but we had a VHS in storage that I, I need a, a VCR for. Um, I need to like. I did see they, one, like, and it was on on digital. You can transfer it over. Transfer. Yeah. Who does that though? Um, like Bay Photo, probably. Or is something. it like important right? still? Um, is it like important and meaningful? It was a. Um, a uh, field trip I did in San Francisco in like 1988. Oh, oh hell that's cool. yeah, that's Went awesome. To the Belcuta, the CA Thayer, those those ships in the marina. That's right. We did an overnight, and it's like video from that. That nice. is super cool. And then there was a video making like summer camp I did in like the same time period, and it was like a video we made, like a little movie. Oh, that's rad. I don't know. Could be horrible. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sure it's horrible. Yeah, I'm sure. It's still out there. It's pretty fun. You guys should project it at the next Radwood. Yeah, dude. Oh yeah, Andrew would like seeing it. Have it in the as background. But then I asked my buddy Chris Brown, who's like the the guy he's like film you know film guy and he doesn't have a vcr he's yeah. like yeah i need to get one i was like dude if you don't have one like there's yeah you, I mean, they don't exist at like secondhand yeah. stores i looked anything. so my mom wanted uh i was she wanted a vhs uh dvd player and i'm like oh yeah there's probably like five dollars you know on amazon they're 500 bucks there's no one makes them i guess yeah. like one there's like a magnavox for and that's a it. vhs like you know the combo player oh it's yeah, gotta yeah, be, yeah you gotta that's an ebay purchase right you gotta find like two. or you just i can think you not buy a vhs player anymore on, no, on so. amazon Dude, for like ten dollars but like think, I thought. think about how many parts are inside Dude, that thing so what a pain things. in the ass to manufacture that the, is the heads exactly. remember yeah. the heads you had to clean them how does it go in does it have auto load oh does man i bought a dvd player recently to play old Home movies I got, that we have so, that are transferred getting, over to DVD. I just got my mom a DVD player instead of she was using her laptop, and I'm like, no, I'll just get your DVD player. But I was my original thought was I'll just get the combo because yeah. we still have some VHS floating around. Yeah. And uh, well, you have a Civic, so you can go steal them in the t- in the TV. You know, you can steal the whole combos and they're with your Civic. Oh right, from your yeah, Fast yeah. and Furious the yeah, delivery. Know, I don't get that reference. Uh, you've never seen Fast and Furious. <laughs> yeah. I forgot, Come on, dude. dude. Delivery, dude. Um, new one's coming out. You see the Super Bowl ad? Yeah. Family. It's insane. Yeah. <laughs> family. Family. <laughs> family. <laughs> I like how you hold it. Hold uh, it we need to do a um we need to do a movie night at like uh Shoreline. For sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, that, that's a, that's what we did the last yeah, time, right? Exactly. Yeah. I yeah, I, I hope they're saw, real we superheroes went to, now. San Francisco at the Metreon. Oh yeah, Metreon that's right. We saw the last one. So insane. Yeah, yeah I really it hope was, because they were hinting that they were like, at being superheroes. So I really hope that in ten they're full on. They just have capes and stuff. Or they just that would be like, awesome. They have like, capes, telekinesis, <laughs> and <laughs> like zzz, with their, out of their hands. Yeah. He's like like Magneto makes like a, a cameo. Well, you know, like back at their house, like the NOS comes out of their fingers. <laughs> yeah. In the garage, there's like the family stone <laughs> that's like emanating. They have to like get their energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Sly in the family stone, maybe. That's podcast. Bye. See you later. Later. Bye-bye. Later.